I'm Clayton Henry, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. And I draw great stuff. And happy Hanukkah. Maybe once. Yeah, it's the 26th. Oh, Hanukkah started today. Yes, it did. Oh, happy Hanukkah. Thanks, bro. Happy Hanukkah, my Hebrew. Hebrew. That's awesome. His boss. My boss is also. He's 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 definitively atheist, though. So he doesn't really associate. The last the last my I tend to only go into synagogue when it's a wedding or a funeral, and the only time I really speak it is, is when I recite the blessing over the candles on, on the menorah and Hanukkah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't do Jack for Passover or for Passover or, um, or, or Yom Kippur or anything. So Rosh Hashanah, even though I'm, I'm a New Year's baby when I, when I was born, Rosh Hashanah fell that week. But, um, yeah, although Renee does want to go to, um, to the reform temple, that's, uh, up the street from us. So we've been here almost a decade. I've never been into the temple over here, but we might finally just wander in one day like Jews do. <laughs> a little Baruch, a Baruch Atai, uh, and all that good stuff. You hook that up. That's it, baby. It's good to have tradition. Traditions are good. I like them. That's right. Oh, yeah. it's Christmas time too. My house is so freaking festive right now. My, uh, my wife is having her annual, uh, Christmas party with the ladies. So my house is full of ladies right now and it's uh, all jazzed up. There's like 8,000 things of fresh garland and poinsettias everywhere. It's awesome. Uh, Love it. Oh, my cold black heart can't take it. um, You asked Jason what Renee is getting as a tattoo? Well, no, I I, I didn't ask because I assumed it was a a, a picture of Vince and I embracing. (laughs) Embracing, yes, that's it. Maybe right, right, right in the belly button, so it gets you all. The uh, it's um actually we she has you to thank for it, Jason, because it is. Uh, I said it was going to be something scrolly, and it's the scroll you have on either side of the fireplace in your great room. Really, I t- I sent her a picture of the scrolls. I says you have to check this scroll out that 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 they have on on the wall here, and she says that's fucking awesome. She goes, I think I found my tattoo, and I forgot that she said that, and she reminded me tonight on the ride home. Well, hot damn. Right? That is awesome. That is cool. Now, where is she getting it? That we haven't decided on yet. She's like, where did you? Actually, uh, no, we did. When she said that, um, when she said, where should I get it? I thought she was talking about her body. It's going somewhere on her arm. Um, but she actually. That's what I meant. I meant physically where's it? Yeah, that, that's, that's what I thought she meant. And, and, but, uh, I, um, before I could say, I thought you were getting it on your arm. She goes, should, should we go down Route 6? Should we go to, to up to Dutchess? Should we go to Dobbs Ferry? I'm like, oh, you mean a parlor. Which one should we go to? But uh, yeah. See, I thought Route 6 was a euphemism. <laughs> should, we go, should we go down Route 6? Yeah, <laughs> baby. We're going down it. to me because I, oh, I, I would not. I mean, see, for me, man, I would not just like if I didn't have a specific artist completely in mind. And confident in the work, I, uh, that would be like the first step, not the last. Like, how do you, like, how is she going to know that the person's right? Yes, you're absolutely right. And, and we'll have to, um, she did, she did do some, she contacted, 
a uh, a tattoo a few years ago. He was up in um in in Poughkeepsie, and uh, because she wants to know, listen, I, I need to know how good people are with um with darker skin tones, basically. And because and and she would do, she would she would search. The artist, like, like she go, you know, Fusion Inc. and and see, you know, what Stringer's Posse does, and and just see how many, how many black people and people of color they they actually tattoo to see just how it'll show up, and um, so so that is she is she is doing her research, but it's not, um, I mean, it, and there's there's a dude in Dobbs Ferry who did my brother, I don't know if he's still um if he's still there, Big Joe and Sons is huge. They're in Mount Vernon. They're in White Plains. They 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 do have a um a parlor on route six. So she does, she does the research as far as, you know, customer reviews and, and, and the Yelp and things like that. So she's not, she's not going, she, we're not just walking in and, and going, yeah, I think this guy will do good. It, it's just, um, nice. so yeah, no, she's, okay. she's smart about it because Stringer's not going to be up here for a while. And, um, yeah, it, it's just, it is very, um, it's not, yeah, we're not, we're not just spinning the bottle on this. Cool. Well, I'll tell you the, uh, I I have a I'm I'm a, it's a guilty pleasure, but I watch Ink Master, you know the reality show the the tattoo. Is that the one by uh, Dave Navarro? Yeah, Dave Navarro is the host okay. exactly. So uh, I am admittedly addicted to it, even though I know it, a lot of people groan at it. I do find it fascinating, but the thing that I find most fascinating about it is that these are look. I'm sure, like with anything, a lot of the very best tattoo artists aren't going to do a show like this because they're already great tattoo artists and they don't need they don't need the exposure. But by all accounts, I mean these are supposed to be people that are reasonably accomplished and many of them have been tattooing for 10, 15, 20 years, right? Right. And they're competing much like like I view the show David like you and I view Top Chef where they're not famous yet, but they're supposed to be incredible at their job, right? Okay. You know, you know how in Top Chef, I mean, it's not like like HD, HGTV Food Network star people are sometimes barely good; they can barely cook, but it's more about the personality. But Top Chef, they're really supposed to be phenomenal chefs, right? So I look at Ink Master in the same. What's that? No, it's because they pretty much all have the same goal. They want to own their own place. They want to be at the top of their game. But yes, I, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yes, it's, right. So, so I look at Ink Master the same way. And with that in mind, what baffles me is how many shit tattoos these people do on, yeah. the, oh, yeah. on the show. I mean, and they get shredded by the, by the judges. And, but I think to myself, there are people, I mean, these aren't, practice things they give real people real tattoos every week as part of this competition and i just would think uh, some of these are so disastrous and that must happen a lot more than it doesn't you know what i mean like like more people must get bad tattoos or ones that are not thrilled with than get ones they love i think i i I think i think you're right it's you really and you probably have the dude who goes to that that tattoo artist and isn't Knows the guy does good shit. Maybe it just wasn't a good looking tattoo, good placement, good whatever. But I, I don't know. It, it's yeah. I, I uh, you definitely kind of have to go to. We used to watch um, L.A. Inc., which was a spinoff of Miami Inc. It was the one with Kat Von D. Yeah. And, and um, it, it was a little bit too one, reality yeah, showish. One of the judges is, is on that. It was on the show. L.A. Inc. Oh, cool. Chris. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And you know what happens mm. a lot more than it doesn't. What? 11 o'clock comments, because this is it. Episode 347. God. Yes, and I am Vince B. You are Vince B. I am David A. Bestest. You, really? <laughs> I am really? Bestest. Because, you know, it's, you, you, you've been 
awfully quiet today, at least. Yesterday, you were kind of chatty. You were near the computer, everything. But anyway, I'm David A. Price. Indeed, you are. And coming at you like a nightmare from the Shaolin temples, I am Sho Kasugi. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, no, you're not, Sho Kasugi. You're fast like him, though. Woo! You are Jason Wood, everybody. What's up, dude? Did you watch those movies, though? Yes, I did. I f- loved those ninja movies when I was a kid. I loved all of them. And you know what? The great thing about the those old crappy ass. Chopsaki movies. You can get DVD collections that have like a hundred movies on them. I'm overestimating, but let's just say fifty movies for like six bucks, and they're all terrible quality. The prints are horrible, but that's the way you want to watch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the 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 dubbing is off, or it's it lags. That's even better when it lags. I love those movies. Yeah, I got ton- I can hook you up. Nice. Got tons of them. Tons. Plus, I download a lot of them, <laughs> like a mofo. You know what? You know where you don't have to download your stuff? Where? Discount comic book service because they'll send real physical copies of these things. Oh, hell. What happened there? What'd you do? I think we lost Jason. No! Yep. Going to be the episode from hell because Jason, just to let you in on a little behind the scenes uh, knowledge, knowledge, Jason's having internet problems this week. So he's going to be popping in, popping out. Or we may just start over again. Who knows? I'm back. Yes, he's better than ever. Do I sound better? You do. I switched to our new five gigahertz channel network because it should be clean. Nothing else should be attached to it. So okay, means nothing to you? No, that means awesome to me. I'm just wondering why you didn't do that in the first (laughs) place. Because by default, it doesn't do the five. Yeah, we we. Really, I've always had. Well, not always, but for a number of years, I've had a dual band. Uh, router, but it, it the five G the five gigahertz always had really weak signal upstairs, so I just got to never using it, and I just got a new repeater, uh, and now the five gigahertz channel shows five bars all the time, just like the base two two point four, but I haven't just out of habit I haven't put anything thing else on the five gigahertz yet, so I'm gonna well, you're sounding awesome. I'm gonna try it tonight, and and if that does the trick, then we'll keep this as the podcasting channel. <laughs> nice. Uh, and, uh, well, I'm totally bamboozled here. DCBS. <laughs> D- Discount Comic Book humana, Service. Humana. D- DCBService.com, where you can get your books and get them cheap and get them fast and delivered right to your door. They have an amazing array of specials, such as, da da da, from Dark Horse, we got a five issue miniseries by one of the best comic artists ever. And I say that with the utmost confidence because many will agree with me. Richard Corbin has a series called Rat God. Uh, number one is solicited this month from Dark Horse. Cover price is four bucks, not your price. Your price is only a dollar ninety nine if you go through DCBS. From Image, it's the big old return of Spawn. This is a one shot which will lead into the ongoing. This is called Spawn Resurrection. Written by Brian Wood, Jason's co- uh, cousin. Artist is John Boy Myers. Uh, Image, of course, publishes it. They keep it at a respectable two ninety nine. But if you go through DCBS, you get it for a dollar forty nine. What is it? Nineteen eighty seven. What was it? Eighty seven, eighty eight. Were they a dollar fifty? Whatever. From Marvel. Remember that great uh, Spider Gwen issue of the Spider Verse. 
Well, it's an ongoing now. Written by Jason Latour and drawn by Robbie Rodriguez. Amazing stuff. Cover price three ninety nine. Your price what? A dollar ninety nine. That's fifty percent off. They don't mind late orders. They don't mind order additions, and you can get your previews for less than a dollar. That is so sweet. DCBService.com. They're the best. The absolute best. best. It's true. I think we should um, swing this Valiant promo around next week because nobody wants to listen to me for more than five minutes. Uh, the Valiant first look is out there. What is it? Well, it's a preview of a, the Valiant Next initiative. A bunch of new books. They're trying to keep the line fresh and keep it new and keep it upbeat and uh, by massive war. Have you seen the previews for uh, the next uh, arc in Exo Manowar? Oh, my goodness. Whew, it looks amazing. <laughs> but 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 in this book, you're going to see Ivar Timewalker, number one, by Fred Van Lenty and Clayton Henry, which ships in January. You're going to see Divinity, number one. That's another one of those four-issue prestige minis with the upscale production values. That's by Matt Kent and Trevor Harrison. That comes out in February. Imperium, number one, by Joshua Dysart and Doug Braithwaite, also in February. Ninjack, David's favorite, by Matt Kent and Clay Mann, comes in March. And Bloodshot Reborn by Jeff Lemire and Miko Suayan. Am I saying that right? Sure. That comes in April. But you could see all of them right now by downloading this first look thing at Comixology, Comics Plus, Madefire, and DriveThroughComics.com. And we hope that you have taken the bite on the Valiant number one because it is amazing and it's out there. I think it came out two weeks ago, last week, whatever. You can get it. Go to your comic shop. Go to DCB Service. They'll be glad to hook you up. It is amazing. No diggity, no doubt. Valiant's on the rise. Love it. So proud. Aw. Could you be proud and junk? I am proud. You know why I'm proud also? Because I'm drinking something that's not yingling for a change. Good good, good on you. Yes. I'll probably screw the the name of this company, but that's okay. Uh, It's the Trogs. Independent craft brewery, T R O with the umlaut E G S. Is that Trogs or Trogues? Uh, I'd say Trogue, but I don't know for sure. Okay, Trogues. It's called the Hopback Amber Ale, and it is semi hoppy. Not as hoppy as I hoped, but it's very tasty, which balances it out, and I'm having fun with it. Excellent. Good on oh, you, sir. For real. Hmm. What about you, Jason? I am drinking some marble cake. Uh, it's a it's a blend. It's a uh, it's an Australian wine, and it is the 2012 blend, which is 59% Cab Sauvignon and 41% Shiraz. Huh. It's good. What's the name of that cake? Marble, Marble cake. Let, let wow. them eat cake. And I like that it's a blend because it's got the it's called marble, so I I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And David, what about you? Uh, I finished off a bottle of the, um, Dreaming Tree Crush during dinner, so now I am sipping on my, uh, old standby Redwood Creek Merlot. Merlot. Nice. You know what I want to talk about? What you want to talk about? I'm sure there's many things you want to talk about. I do. I have a lot on my, my list Before you do that? Oh, yes. We forgot. I'm so stupid. You're not stupid. You're anxious, which is a good thing. I am. But, uh, I will... I'll, I'll, I'll let you recover and run with it. Go for it. Oh, it is the season, right? It is. For gift, for gift giving and gift getting. And I done got some gifts. Um, 
great friend of the show, awesome human being, Hassan, uh, gifted me the Vampirella Archives, Volume 8. Nice. Yes. Listen to this. The, I, I always love to read the lineup of, of artists that participated in the Warren publishing because we like to heap it on EC as being one of comics' greatest companies uh, in terms of um, the the quality of their uh, writing and art, and and rightly so. EC was a great company, but I don't know. I got to give it up to Warren. Warren had a lot of great people working for him. The artists in this volume, uh, Vincente Al- Alcazar, Aurelian's in here, Luis Bermijo, Howard Chaikin, Jose Gonzalez, Jeff Jones, Esteban Moroto, Gonzalo Mayo, Jose Ortiz, Leopold Sanchez, Ramon Torrance, and Zizar, but I'm leaving one guy out because it's my segue. There is a, um, uh, there was a time when Warren tried to up his circulation by including color stories in the, in the issues. And there is a color story in here called Bowser, uh, written by Jan Strenad, but it was illustrated by Richard Corbin and if you've been uh, listening to me, I'm getting the eerie and the creepy archives, and uh, they don't seem to have uh, any uh, tendrils into the Vampirella stuff. So if you love Richard Corbin, this Vampirella archives is the only place you're going to get the reprint of this Bowser story. Mm-hmm. So it complements my, my other archive collections very well. And you do know how I love Richard Corbin. Sweet. Yes. So, uh, Hassan, thank you. It was much too generous. Um, but very much appreciate it. And I'll be probably talking about it, uh, soon. Very cool. Nice. Um, Hassan was also kind enough to, um, send me a few things, uh, digitally. He, um, I didn't realize the book came out. He mentioned it to me first. And then last week, Jason talked about it. So I now was doubly interested, but he, uh, Via Comixology, he, uh, I received the Teen Titans Earth One graphic novel or volume one graphic novel and the, uh, and then a bunch of, um, one of my favorite series from the, uh, from the eighties, Batman and the Outsiders, um, by Mike W. Barr. And there are a couple issues here with art by, uh, Jim Aparo and all of them. I, I vividly remember the covers. I remember going to the stationery store and buying the issues. He sent me 16, 19, and 20 are all drawn by Jim. And then this was, uh, this just blew me away because I love these issues just, just looking at them. Uh, issues 22, 23, 24, 25, and 26, and 27. 26 and 27 are, are two of my favorites because they, they go up against, um, Cobra with a K and, and, uh, 27 has Batman facing Cobra in space and, uh, and the outsiders in the background, but these are all penciled by Alan Davis. And, uh, it's just, I cannot wait to, uh, to just, I think I'm going to push aside some of the new stuff and, and reread these cause I am so looking forward to it. I have the first showcase when, when DC first started releasing the Batman and the Outsider Showcase, um, that was a bunch of years ago, and and that's pretty much the last time I read any um, for a while, and and uh, now I'm stoked to uh, 
to get back to. So thank you very much, Hoss. I have never asked you, but I've always wondered, what is it about Batman and the Outsiders that you love so much? Uh, it's a couple of things. One, um, I was there at the, on the ground floor. Um, new series, um, bunch of new characters where I didn't have to uh, know so much about. You know, Katana was new. Geoforce was new. Um, they brought in... Older characters like Metamorphone, Black Lightning. So it was, it was a, it was a crazy group. It was, it was a, it was one of the most Marvel-like DC groups. Um, considering the diversity and, and, and just the different personalities. It was, it, it with Halo and, and, and Katana becoming friends, it was very much like, uh, like Kitty and Storm. It was just, it, it kind of scratched a few itches. There was, um, the, the art, I, uh, it's a big fan of uh still am of Jim Aparo the uh but it was it was a Batman book where and this I mean back then they didn't cross over and you didn't have to read Batman and Detective to to follow a story but um it was kind of like mine because I was there from the beginning and then they had the crossover with the Teen Titans um where Jim did one cover and then Perez did the other cover and it, it, um, and because I was reading the Teen Titans at the time also, it just, uh, there was some nice continuity there. It, um, it was it's mostly the characters. I thought Geoforce before he, he, he got the stupid green and yellow with the GF on his chest. <laughs> I, I enjoyed just like Wolverine. He's best in, in the brown and tan where, um, which is the, the look that, that Terra lifted. Um, the, uh, I, I, I dug the, the origin stories. Yeah. I mean, the whole, the, the whole reason for this book was that, well, business wise, I'm not talking about, but as far as storyline goes, um, Lucius Fox was on assignment, was, was, was taking care of some Wayne Enterprise business in Markovia. Um, there was a, uh, a coup. Lucius was stuck there. Batman wanted to get his friends back and, and all of a sudden out of Justice League was like, well, that's, we're not getting involved in the politics and, and we can't just interfere and, and let the people deal with this. And he's like, Batman's just like, fuck this. I'm out. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna find, I'm gonna just go get my friend to help with the Justice League. I quit. And, uh, it was just, it, it was, it was self-contained initially, but that first issue, what you, whatever you, you're there from the beginning and you're just moving forward that you didn't have to, find out who these other characters were to get to where they were going in Markovia or anything. I just, um, because of how old I was and, and what else I was reading, it, it kind of just came along at, at just the right time. Right. Now, was Batman and the Outsiders the first monthly ongoing that complemented the Batman detective books? I, th- I think it was, wasn't it? Because we had Batman Family, but that wasn't a monthly that was like, I think there was maybe four or six and this, time well, of years. Well, so. Batman and the Outsiders took the place of Brave and the Bold, which was pretty much a Batman team-up book. Yeah, I always forget about Brave and the Bold. Really? Huh? I always do. I just, you know, that and World's Finest. Those, those oh, two wow, like my, yeah. Because I, I never read them. Oh, ever. Mm-hmm. I loved World's I, Finest when it was Dollar, and, and you got, it was an anthology. That's my favorite. It took Crisis to bring me into DC, which is weird because I, like Jason, I was a Marvel child for many, many years. And then when Crisis blew up, 
I was like, ah, I think I should give this stuff a shot. And that's when I jumped on all the DC books. So pre-crisis, I have, you know, not talk, I mean, Swamp Thing, yes, I, like, or House of Mystery, those books, yeah, I know. But the, the, uh, the superhero books pre-crisis, I have, that's a huge blank spot for wow. me. Wow. So no All-Star yeah. Squadron? Um, no. Okay. No. Unfortunately. I, I should bone up on those, huh? Uh, a little well, bit. No, it's, they, um, they were of a time. I mean, they're not, uh, I, I, I read a lot of All-Star Squadron. I enjoyed the last days of the Justice Society where they, um, just looped through Ragnarok, um, against Hitler and the Spirit of Destiny. The, um, the Spirit of Destiny gets a lot of play. It really does. It really, in a lot of, like, not just comics, like video games, yeah. you say Spirit Destiny, everybody knows what you're talking about. It's like the Lost Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the, um, the, it was, you had, it bums me out a little bit to think about the, the team up books. I and mean, you had Marvel 2 and 1 with Thing, and then that went away, and we just had the Thing. You had Marvel Team Up, which went away, and we, to make room for Web of Spider-Man, with DC, you had um, DC Comics Presents, and when that ended, um, that action when Byrne took over Superman, action became the Superman team up book, and um, right. and and with Batman, you had Brave and the Bold, which eventually became Batman and the Outsider. So, um, yeah, I, I I miss the which was kind of fun with with Avenging Spider Man when when that came out because you had Spidey just teaming up with with various characters again and. Um, I'd, I'd like, I'd like to see something like that again where it's just, it's a done in one story or, or, or just a happenstance without having to tie into an event or, or cross over amongst so many other issues. I just, but it, it, it's a different time. So forget about it. We cannot forget about it. And you know what else I don't want to forget about? What? I got another. Thank you. Sweet. Pouring yes. in. It's festive time. It is. Um, one of my favorite uh, artists out there currently publishing his own books. And I think he's a phenomenal talent. I, I envy his ability so much because, um, well, I've talked about him before. Matthew Allison. Yes. Sent me issue two of Canker. Oh, cool. Uh, you know who else was it, reading that? Who? Jason's boy, Aaron Conley. Because it's amazing. It is amazing. And, um, it is so trippy, but, uh, the thing I like the best about Matthew, well, not the best, one of my favorite things, I gotta stop doing that, about Matthew Allison's, uh, art, specifically the world of Kankor, um, when, when he does like sound effects or energy, like somebody punches somebody and you see pow, or like energy waves or, or force coming off a face when it's being punched, he all draws those things three dimensionally. Like they're, they're actual physical things in the canker universe. They, it, it's amazing to see. Like they're solid. They're real. They have shadows. If he, if, if say canker punches somebody in the face and the, 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 like you get a radiating pattern that comes off the face, it casts shadows on his arm. It's nuts. I don't think there's anybody else doing that out there. And it's something that's really, you can, you can miss it if you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a, it's a, it just, it just blows my mind when I see it. Like this guy got hit and the, the energy that's coming from the blow actually exists in this three dimensional universe. It's nuts. 
more eloquently phrased than than what I'm going to say, but his stuff looks like cartoon physics body horror. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You've seen his, but he messes with anatomy like crazy. Like somebody will have a huge gaping mouth or eyes in their in their abdomen, and and limbs are impossibly stretched, and they're they're all weird disjointed angles and it's just it's very unsettling but nobody else is doing this nobody and and uh, if you want to check out matthew allison's stuff um it's loaf dish i'll get the, the exact url because i don't want to mess it up it's on the inside front cover um loafdish.blogspot.com and i'm telling you the um canker number two is five bucks full color it's amazing. You you definitely will get your money's worth. Um, hard cardstock cover, great. It's it's absolutely great stuff. But this is for David. Mm-hmm. Matthew also included in the package a copy of Amazing Heroes, number one two three. And inside, this is our fanzine flashback. We haven't done these in a while. Right. I saw this. I thought of David. I said this is perfect for David. He's going to Jones on this. In the news, now this was published August 15th of 1987. And the headline reads, Komiko Collection, (laughs) Ballantine Grendel Novel. There's some of this that surprised me because I don't remember any of this stuff existing. It says, September, we'll see the release of a special package from Komiko Comics, the Komiko Collection. Each copy of the collection will include 10 different Kamiko comics, a copy of Kamiko Attractions, a Kamiko poster, a 16-page Grendel comic printed in black, white, and red by Matt Wagner and Dean Motter, all under a black boxed slipcase by Wagner featuring a Grendel design. The Kamiko collection, which will give readers a chance to sample the whole Kamiko line for a nominal fee, goes on sale on October 23rd, 1987. Speaking of the popular Grendel, Ballantine Books will be releasing a Grendel prose novel written by Wagner. The novel will include storylines from the past and present Grendel issues, as well as some new future stories. The book is scheduled for release in the spring of 1988. <laughs> Wag- Wagner is also busy writing the screenplay for a Grendel movie, yeah. as well as preparing for the second installment of his Mage trilogy. <laughs> May- Listen, this is the best part. Mage the Hero Defined, which will be serialized as a Kamiko comic in 1988. Yes. <laughs> Not, so. Not so. Yeah, but so what's the deal with the, the, the Ballantine novel did that ever happen i don't think it ever happened the only novel i'm familiar with is the uh is the grendel past prime which was written by rucka and had spot illustrations by wagner mm-hmm. and that was a um that was a uh a grendel prime uh era novel uh basically taking place right after war child with right. the lesbians and everything. So the, uh, it's, um. Lesbians make everything. Of course they do. Huh. <laughs> they do. <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, I, um. You left David speechless. Something. That's, that's something, man. If that slipcase was existed. And I love how it's all about Matt Wagner and all about his creations, but you're going to be able to experience everything Kamiko puts out. 
Well, come on. They knew the game. It's, like, it's like putting Wolverine around something about a bunch of power pack issues. Right. Because Grendel was moving a fair amount of copies back yeah, in the day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything was, but uh, that especially so. So thank you, Matthew Allison. I'm going to read uh, Canker number two again. I read it twice already. I'll, I'll read it again. It's it's almost a silent issue. There's not a whole lot of of uh, text in it, but I, I just lose myself in in his gorgeous, gorgeous art. It's amazing stuff. He's our generation's Bernie Wrightson. Wow. I, I am I am extremely confident in that in that statement. Extremely so. Strong words. Yep. Yep. So let's rewind it way back to the beginning of the episode when I said I want to talk about. I was going to say we. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's quite a segue. That's a massive segue. I'm sorry. Um, this week, I got caught up on Walking Dead. Wait, Walking Dead what? Walking Dead, the television. Ah, so yes. I can be involved in this. Yes, I've totally abandoned the book. And I just want to <laughs> echo something that Jason said. Just an offhand comment from Jason on the on the Facebook Messenger. He said, yeah, pretty much the show has vastly surpassed the comic in my opinion and i could not be more in agreement with jason i i I think the show and and i i parted ways with the show as well i stopped watching it right before andrea got to woodbury and um so i caught up from there all the way to the last the mid-season break for season five Mm -hmm. And, and and i do agree with jason i think the television show is vastly superior to the comic in every way I think it's uh it's yeah I think at this point it is um it's it's just the characters you care about them more there's uh less certainty there's less form form formularity mm-hmm. um so for sure yeah absolutely but a couple of incidents in the series that I really want to talk about um one I'm opening a beer sorry I like it oof one uh was the standoff it was it was um after Brian, aka the governor, hooks up with the uh, the the woman and her daughter, his his surrogate daughter, uh, so to speak, and and her sister, and he convinces the trailer park trash to um, attack the prison, and he does what he does. Can we? Sp- I'm going to spoil. Go ahead. Because it's that's, it's, that's it's over a season now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I think that's okay. When when um, Brian proves a point by killing Herschel, I think it was an incredibly stupid thing to do and pretty much sealed his fate to kill Herschel and not Michonne. The the arrogance from this guy to kill an old man to prove a point with, I mean, an ineffectual old man, what could Herschel pro- possibly do to, to, to the governor? And he leaves a loaded weapon alive like that was just incredibly stupid of him to do that do you do, no, don't you think like why would you take out this thing that's been hunting you down for whatever however long hates you with a passion will kill you if she gets a chance and you don't kill her mm-hmm. i mean i know i know it plays into the whole she's a popular character we have to keep her around she's got a contract all that i i know that but i'm not talking about behind the scenes i'm talking about in terms of logistics if the governor we know he's a smart dude mm-hmm. i mean he's a he's a master manipulator he gets people to do things he's charismatic and let's be honest the guy's smart 
why would he take out Herschel? It it makes no sense. Right, right. And I mean, it was it was horrifying. Yes, especially the way it was filmed when he kind of flubbed the first cut and just yeah, left him there. To yeah, believe that that was incredibly disturbing. But just the the whole like it 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 it's it says to me that maybe it is good writing where he would have been that arrogant mm-hmm. to think to think he was untouchable to the point where eh, whatever it doesn't really matter who I kill I'm gonna kill them both anyway but I'll take the old man out first just for shock value right right and, and then I'll get to to Michonne and and really savor that kill but ultimately like I said not killing Michonne gave her the opportunity to get free and then. Stab his ass right through the chest. Right up in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think the show is great. I, I think the um, the season's been strong. Uh, I was definitely critical of the show at the start, and I think that the longer it's the, the longer it went, where it became its own thing, and easier to compare it to not compare it against the book, the more I found myself enjoying it. And right. uh, and while there definitely are some significant similar undercurrents at certain points it's it's its own entity now right and it's taken on a life of its own uh it's it's what probably a thousand to ten thousand times more popular than the yeah. comic is and uh it's all for the better I, I think there's um there's just a lot of ways they can and will go with it too that uh that make me excited so right yep. i i think the terminus arc was pretty masterful yeah on their part. yeah i agree yeah um, it was just the right length. They didn't belabor the point. They didn't stretch it out. It, it was actually almost terse. Like it, it, it happened so quickly where we were introduced to the, these people and we really didn't get to know them all that well. And, and I think they, they really highlighted that point once the deed was done in the church. Like when, uh, when they took out, was his name Gavin? The, the leader, yeah, the leader of the, of the yeah. right. When, when they took out Gavin and, and crew, you never saw their faces. It, it was like almost an anonymous kill. Like they were, like they were killing walkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These people, these people didn't even matter. It was just a blip on the radar. And that one scene where they're all kneeling by the trough, that was gut wrenching. And, and I love the, how they put the red shirts at the end of the line. It's like, we'll just kill these poor sons of bitches and then we'll get to Glenn and, <laughs> and really, re- really clench your nutsack up because, you know, you, you, you think Glenn's going to get it, but we, you know, Act- this isn't the comic. When, because uh, I believe I, I asked you, Vince, about it because when this season started and they showed a, a teaser of what's going to happen in the first episode and, and they, they pulled some of the crew out of the the train car and line them all up. Alex asked me, my brother texted me and he goes, did yo, and and does, does Glenn die this season? I'm like, it looks that way, but I don't know. He's like, and I guess he spoke either. He looked online or, or or someone else told him about it. And, And he goes, well, well, doesn't, doesn't Glenn die in the comic because someone hits him over the head with something. I'm like, I have no idea, bro. And, and, uh, And he's like, yeah, I think he does. So I think this might be, I'm like, I, I mean, they've already, I, and I'm telling my brother, they've already strayed from the comic on a few things. I don't think they're going to kill off Glenn, but, um, mm-hmm. and this was obviously before the season started. I was, I was surprised as the season, as the half of the season was playing out that, uh, that Glenn and Maggie did split from the group and, and I'm going along with it and, and I'm not, 
you know, I'm not looking at the, I'm not wondering, you know, how long before the group gets, I'm not trying to figure out how long before everybody meets up again. Like I, I, they kind of had me. I, I really thought that they yeah. were on their way to DC and it'll be a while because they'll be able to split everybody up and tell their own stories. Um, and I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad they didn't be, not because the group is back, but because the story they told this half season, um, was pretty hectic and, and somewhat fast paced. And, and I, uh, we, we, we got that, that whole episode with, with Daryl and, and Carol. And, um, she's my favorite character. Carol, she has seriously grown on me. Carol's, Carol's definitely the best. She does what has to be. She does. She does. And, um, you know, it's, I, when, when the first episode happened with Beth at the hospital, I, I felt that, that Beth was this season's governor because we had, we had a great season moving along, like for, for five or six episodes with, with, um, with the prison and everybody doing their thing. And then we cut to, well, with the folks from Woodbury at the prison. And then, and then we stop dead. No pun intended. And, and, and it's just, we're, we're watching the governor walk after he left Woodbury. And I'm like, why do we have two weeks of this? They could have, I thought it would have, you know, our armchair producer. I thought if they took the, the 15 minute section before the last, between the, 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 the third and fourth commercial break before the last commercial break, if they, if they took that part and they just focused on the governor for that, portion of each episode then it wouldn't have felt like we lost the momentum we had and, right. and then we, we 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 get the thing with her showing michonne and 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 everybody you know and, that, and that's when the governor you know takes over the people and 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 you know, there's the uprising but it, it just um there there were definitely some weak spots i felt of with season four and uh, or at least the last half of season four i thought season five started Started off really well, and um, and yeah, like you, I'm glad Terminus happened, played out the way it played out. I, I was concerned that we were going to get the prison all over again. Yeah, there was one weird thing as I was watching them. Um, the uh, when Rick is in the the train car with the the group, and he says, "You know, I feel bad for them or something." They they don't know who they're fucking with. Yeah. When I saw it again, it said screwing. Yeah. They they changed mm-hmm. it, right? Do they do they do that often? They probably ha- they were probably able to 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 get away or bleep out with with the fucking once. It's like when Jason and I watch Suits, they'll sh- they'll say shit at the ten o'clock hour when it airs initially, but when they repeat it over the weekend, they they mute that. Oh. So they could probably only get away with it one time at at a certain time. In the day, and then that, but you're gonna if in the repeats, you're not gonna see it. I was gonna say, I oh. think the issue is that uh, the network rules allow for the many words and subject matter to play after 10 p.m. or during, oh. or rather, prime time. Um, but then, since any rerun or streaming or on demand could and would likely be viewed at other hours, they have to follow up with the rules that would precipitate pre prime time. Oh, cool. So well, that makes sense. Yeah. That does. Just a couple comments. Um, back to Carol. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, the arc with the two girls. Oh, 
The little girls? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah broke, I know. I know. Broke my heart. Broke my heart. But again, I would have done exactly the same Burn thing. Tyrese. I would have done that. And, and good on Tyrese for forgiving her. Yeah, you know, it's interesting he, he, how many Dapple, uh, how many, how many people from the wire have made their way through the yeah. show. Unfortunately, what he was doing on the wire was, I thought, <laughs> light years better than, than, than what he's doing as a priest. But, uh, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm still waiting for, you know, a couple other people to show up, but yeah, it's, we've uh, got Tyrese, we've got, uh, um, I, I, I can't think of his name on the wire, but uh, the homeboy that just got eaten. Just Bob. Oh, Bob! Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, I knew. Uh, I knew. I knew Bob got snipped. I knew he. Got, yeah, when and, he went under. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, and and he's and, but it's one of those things with the creative license where it's like, well, we don't have to have him turn. Or he's not dying and he's not infected, but it, it's uh, you know when he dies, it, it'll happen. But um, and. But it worked out because he was able to get the last fuck you to Gavin and company. Yeah, but it did, I would love to see that play out. Like, to see them actually turn from eating him. That would have been great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, uh Sasha? Oh, smoke, smoke and <laughs> yeah, hot. Yeah, you like Sasha? Oh, I love Sasha. Mm, and you know good. who else? You know who else hey. I like? Um, the governor's surrogate, um, sister-in-law. The the sister of who likes Rosita. Oh yeah, she she has a beautiful face. She is. She is. She does. Yeah, She's got she, some frump going though. Yeah, yeah but that's I like that's that's not. That's gonna. I, I, I think Glenn, I think Glenn's gonna threesome that. <laughs> uh, that'd be all right. I can see that happen because she does have a soft spot for Glenn. She does. So here's a question. Yeah. You because David hasn't read this, the book. You're you're in this world where you seemingly have almost no hope but you try and cling on to whatever little bit of survival instinct and hope that there is. You get homeboy who, who swears that he can, if you get him to the, to the, to DC, he's going to be able to help cure the plague. You uh, putting, I'll, I'll, I'll suspend disbelief for a minute and suggest that because of the state that you're in and everything, you ignore all the warning signs and buy into this dude's rhetoric. And then you find out he's full of shit. What do you do? Well, it's not like you have an actual schedule. You know what I mean? You don't have a three o'clock meeting. But, yeah, next no, I, it's still, I mean, I, I pretty much would have reacted just like Abraham did because it's, it's. Beat the fuck out of him. Because it's, it's like he, we saw in the flashback that this now gave Abraham purpose and, and he thought he was doing the right thing. He had, he had a reason for living and, and he, He's got a goal he, and, and he's going to, he's planning for it and he's going to make it and no ifs, ands, or buts. This is my purpose in life right now. And that was all just taken from him in, in, yeah, in the blink of a, in the blink of a mullet. And, and it, it just, you had, you really, yeah, you really, that, that, that is the, without short of, of, of taking your knife out and slitting his throat, just, just, pummeling him is really i think the only recreation he's not gonna especially abraham he's not gonna turn around and go scream in a field he, he that's the only way he could react right i think the most fascinating thing about the the walking dead inclusive of the the comic book and the tv show um is the idea that you become what you detest 
right. both both literally in the sense of if you die, you become this thing, this Walking Dead that you're trying to avoid at all costs. But but in in the in life, and I think the show's doing a wonderful job with 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 cinematography in this regard. Like in the church scene when they're when they're just going at the the people, and and you see the the uh, some of the other members looking uh, looking on in horror. Um, you know, they, they and and it's a running theme of the comic, as, as Vince knows. But but you know, you you on one hand you you vilify these other people you come across as being heinous, and you justify that for your own actions. But then at the same point in time, you're really becoming the very same things that you're detesting. Um, and, and I just find that fascinating because I do think that is very, and if that is a very astute, uh, reflection on the human condition, yeah. you know, one of the things that, uh, I had to, uh, first I laughed and then I grew to hate this character with it. I, he is the, I think he's the most reprehensible character in the walking dead TV show so far. And, and that's the priest. I, I, I cannot stand the priest. I want him, I, I want him to die slowly and painfully because, um, he, he's clinging to this ineffectual belief system that everything his eyes, everything that meets his eyes is confirming that what he's believing does not have any merit. You know, he's hoping, he's putting faith in something that's not going to help him. It's like when he's on the rock, when he's on the rock and he said, um, you know, um, and, uh, Daryl, says you know yeah your 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 god really helped you out there and he goes i called and you came like how, how do you draw the line from god to the the group coming to save him it, right. it doesn't make it does but, but the thing that got me was where he has to he has to go and and see for himself yeah. so he go he he picks up the floorboards in the church and goes down to the 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 school and in doing so leads a herd, not just a couple. He leads a herd of walkers back to the church where inside is an infant. Yeah. Yep. Now, if, if I were Carl, I would have put a bullet in his head as soon as I figured out what went on. I'm still surprised, though, that he was able to get out. He's, he's able to dig up. He's, he's digging in into the floorboards between the cracks to pull up these planks. And with Judith, with the baby, and it's supposed to be quiet in there. It's not like... Carl and, and Sean are having a party, but he's able right. to get away with it and they don't hear a thing. That that that's one part of the season that, that bugs me a little bit. Maybe the the room was built like a confessional. There we go. <laughs> Soundproof walls. I don't know. But um and he gets lucky where one of the dead falls on his machete. You yeah. know, it's like I, I, I want <laughs> I, I need to see this guy gone. I, I just cannot stand him. I'm sorry. Um and the the uh, the one thing that, uh, in fact, it's the only thing in the series so far, the biggest mis- misstep they made, I think, was the way that Beth went out. It was incredibly stupid. It, it didn't make any sense in terms of the character. Why would Beth put her entire group of her family? Let's just call them that. Right. Why would she? Why would she put her family at risk to get a stab in with a, a stupid pair of scissors? She wasn't going to kill the woman unless she she pierced her in the heart, mm-hmm. you know. And and so she she risks everything just to get a, a cheap shot in and pays for it with her right. life. Like that's that's not bad. You know, if I could be real though, and I think David's on the opposite end of this camp, I could give two shits that Beth is dead. Oh, I love. Oh, Beth. she didn't interest me at oh, all. I found her oh, so okay. milk toast. Hold on, no. I, when yes, that. I don't, I didn't have any, 
I'm not one of the people who were, who were protesting to bring Beth back. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I was, I was surprised to see it. And after going through all that to, um, for her to survive and then for them to get her and, and bring her home for her to do that and, and then be like, um, and then that's it. And, and, and that's, that's her swan song. That, that was a gut punch. I was, it, it's one of those times. I know it's a show where anybody, unless you're Rick, can die at any time and you right. don't know it's, it, it could be coming for you. I just thought that, that surprised the hell out of me. That, that was fucked. And then of course you had to see Maggie's reaction after she sees well, that's, that's that was right. That. that was the whole thing. So I mean, thing. I was like, well, I was fucked. I was just, I, but even the way they filmed it, it was lame. Like, we, we, we have a character who one of the staples of this character is she likes to sing. Yeah. Right? So why wouldn't they do an overlay of her singing as they're walking out mm-hmm. of, uh, like, that would have been perfect, but they didn't do it. Or, or just have something that, that Daryl said to her from that, that, that really good episode where there, it was just Daryl and Beth. Yeah. You know, just just have something like that he said to her or she said to him, echo as she's getting like intercut it with her getting killed. It just it was just it just seemed like, you know what, we gotta end on a bang for the mid season, so let's just take Beth out. And 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 she's she's quote trapped in a compound where they're clinging again to this code of ethics that this police code of ethics that doesn't mean dick anymore. You know, they're cops. Big deal. They're just another, they're meat in a uniform. There's no police code anymore. Mm-hmm. It, none of that shit exists. And it, it was just like this, this prison that had no walls. There was no bars on that. I mean, they, she could have got out anytime she wanted. Just, just kill your way out. You've, that's what you know, right? I don't know. I just, the whole Beth thing didn't sit well with me. Not, not because of who it was or, or just how they did it. It was, it seemed like really cold. To me, like they didn't. Um, th- it was the first time these writers had seen this character, which is not true. Like, if you've been writing this character for X amount of seasons, give her a little swan song, you know. Like, don't make it so impersonal and just blow her head off for a reason that this character would never do. I don't know. It just the, the whole thing was hollow to me. Yeah, I agree. I can see that. But I enjoyed it. I loved it. And, and I'm, again, I'm silly for letting it go. So now I'm going to jump back on. And whenever you guys want to talk about it, because you like to talk about your TV once in a while again. Well, I'll tell you what, <laughs> and, and I'll I, be, I will, I will throw things at my TV if and when Daryl dies. Oh, and the interesting thing is that Daryl's, as you know, Vince is not, not from the comics. So I just think that's. No. Daryl's the anchor. Yeah. Norman Reedus is the best. I think he's yeah. incredible in that, in that, in that movie. Yeah. My, my hierarchy of most valuable Walking Dead characters are Carol, Daryl, uh, Herschel, who's dead, um, and then Rick. Oh no, no, no! I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, I would give it a different ranking. I, I oh wait, I forgot Michonne. I was gonna say, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, all right, I would swap Michonne with Herschel, so it would re, it would go Michonne, then Herschel, then 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 uh, then Rick. I think Herschel was the heart of the show. Yeah, they they need they need to get another one of those soon. The, um, and even, even the way things play out, I mean, you have, um, like, yeah, it was, it was real stupid for the priest to go back to the school, but we finally see the, the, the walkers who were stuck 
blocked in the school finally break out because they were trying to get out when everybody was was nibbling on Bob. So we got back to that, and I thought the um, I w- I was wondering if they were going to do it, and I I guess appreciated um the way Michonne got her her swords back because I they had to leave without anything, and and uh, and they bounced, and um and I, I of course these fools would take. Well, oh, yeah, why would with them? So, you know, and, and naturally now that they're face to face with, with Rick's crew, then, uh, it just all makes sense, but. No, it's, it's totally believable because it wasn't like a machete or something. I mean, if you saw that weapon come into your compound, yeah. you would keep, you would keep your eye on it because it, it's, it's, it's exceptional. It's an exceptional device to dispatch these, these walking dead. I mean, it's just, it's, it's effective. So you would keep it on you and it makes sense. Like I was thinking, yeah, that's that's a little too convenient that she gets her weapon back. But no, I, th- I think she would. Yeah, they would have it on them. Yeah. Ah, great, great stuff. Look at you. Yeah, there's there wasn't a well zombie episode in the bunch. That has yeah. to be the absolute low point so far for me. Was that stupid well zombie episode? Oh, it just. <laughs> uh. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the printed stuff. The comics. What are those? Yeah, which what do you have? What are those? Uh, what what do I have? Yeah, I got a source of things. Fess up. Uh, let's see. So, uh, well, I did read the rest of, of Secret Wars two, but I know we're going to talk about that in a in a future time. Um, but it was very very entertaining. I will say that <laughs> maybe not for the same reasons that it was entertaining when I was a kid, but. Uh, but entertaining nonetheless. But I want to sing the praises of uh, a an image book that hits the stands today. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, because we are recording a day early this this week, uh, and that is it's funny. It, this is the most dark horse book that we've seen Image put out. Completely agree. Right? Yep. Same dark horse creative team. Dark horse. Topography, dark horse setting, uh, mm-hmm. but nevertheless provided to us by our good friends at Image Comics. I am speaking of Rumble, number one, written by John Arcudi, phenomenal art by our boy James Heron, and further instantiating the dark horse comparison colors, unmistakably by Mr. Dave BPRD and Hellboy, uh, Mignola versus Stewart. Yeah. Um, uh, colors are hot. Oh, they're great. They're great. Colors are great. Yeah. Been, no, I mean, in, in terms oh, of, oh, you mean from on a color hot. scale? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Been looking forward to this book for some time as a Heron fan. Um, was, was certainly not disappointed in spite of having a lot of expectations. Uh, we are essentially introduced to, a ramshackle down in the dumps part of town. Uh, there is a youngish bartender shooting the shit in an empty bar, lamenting what might be, what ha- what should be type of thing. Uh, there's an old. I love the way that Heron draws the older guy. Um, yes, just just great with this with the with the, the tilted face and the and the and the, the little side lips and the 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 scraggly gray beard. Um, the old man is is. Kind of listening to the bartender, chatting him up. He's getting ready to leave on the night, and the bartender says, "Hey, listen, I, I love you to death. 
this isn't me, but the owner's been on my ass. Your tab is getting lengthy. Can you settle up? And the old guy says, no problem. I understand. He writes something on a napkin, hands it to the kid and says, you give this to your, your boss, the owner, and uh, tell him I gave it to him. It'll settle us up. And um, as the old man's walking out, uh, he gets a weird, eerie feeling, a gush of wind, and he turns around and there is essentially, visually it's like a, a cross between the Grim Reaper and an Executioner, I would say, right? I mean, he's, he's, or like a Nazgul for you Tolkien fans, he's, he's a, 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 a black clothed, hooded, oversized figure with, with white glowing eyes, and unlike a Grim Reaper who may have a Sith, this dude has a ginormous, uh, almost uh, cosplay Japanese RPG sword in his hand with red markings all over it. And he cuts the the uh, old man's arm off and is chasing him for what seems to be because of what this guy wrote on the napkin, which were a bunch of symbols. So I'll throw you symbology fans out there. I'm sure you're having a field day. <laughs> and um, he he gives pursuit and the bartender intervenes. Uh, and eventually takes possession of this giant sword and um, doesn't know what to do with it, so he's carrying it around. He's asking his buddy to help him, help help a brother out, lend his car so he can go do something with it. And then two demons straight out of Marvel's Inferno pop up. I mean, they weren't named Naster and Pym, but they uh, <laughs> they might as well have been. These two green goblins show up, and they're actually fairly nice and polite and gentlemanly. And they say, hey, man. Some, I want that yeah. page. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> hey, man, I just want the sword. And the dude's like, I'll take the sword then. But but hijinks ensue, and uh, there's some animosity there, intentional or unintentional. And uh, just when we think it's going to come to a head, the the giant executioner-type dude um, who we thought was dead reappears. And that's the climax of the first issue. Um but it's it's it was great. I, you know, again, I, I I think Image puts out so many first issues that you don't want to say there's ever a formula to a first issue. But we probably read more first issues than almost anything else because we try lots of things. Some stuff we keep with, some stuff we don't. But we read a lot of not all, but we read most first issues. I would say. And what you're looking for in a first issue is a hook. Does it, does it get you interested enough in the characters, the setting, or the circumstance to want you to come back? And this does that. Uh, does it provide you a visual, um, uh, a visual overlay that is appealing such that it not only interests you while you're reading it, but that'll stick with you? Because I think if you can't recall the art and the setting, um, a day or two after you've read it, it's going to be less likely that you ever go back to it. I think this does that. And uh, does it present something, and this is more for, for voracious readers like ourselves and many of our listeners, does it provide you with some type of differentiated story that you're not getting from lots of other places? So for me, it was three for three, which makes it a great yeah. first issue. I don't know where you guys sit with it, but I, I give it two huge thumbs up and can't wait for this thing to play itself out. Me too. Uh, the biggest hook for me, and I, I was kind of surprised you didn't mention it, was uh in the bar when um uh Bobby dispatches the uh the executioner he hits him in the back of the head with a baseball bat yep. and and he knocks his head completely off 
the uh, the body and when the when the executioner falls and hits the ground his body's full of straw right right he's he's a scarecrow right so i mean is there magic at play here there i guess there has, there to, has be, to be right there has yes. to be. and they're like what, what scene of the crown yeah. what are you talking about yeah where's the blood they, you think yeah. the kid made a they think bobby made a, a false 911 call right yeah but there's just so many question marks like the first page is is a big blank spot because we see a character from a a, a mountain uh, vantage point looking down at a character uh, far in the distance walking across the the land and he just goes hmm yep and and no more no more is said about it and we're introduced right? to an old woman who has a bunch of cats and one of the cats jumps out the window and then she picks it up and it's got glowing red eyes. Yeah, I think whatever infused that the executioner with right, like he knocked uh, he knocked the, the 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 entity out of the scarecrow and right. into the cat. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and uh, the 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 two good old boys um, hunting gators or whatever they were hunting, yeah. and that, I mean, just there's yeah, just they, so they, many. they just showed up and then whatever came out under the water. Oh yeah, you know, I actually forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah. was that a dead body or was that something crawling out of the swamp? I think it was something crawling out of the swamp. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's, it looks like, it looks like a, well, to coin, um, Mary Shelley, it looks like a modern Prometheus. It looks like a Frankenstein monster. Like a, a right, patchwork. Absolutely, or like something. a golem yeah. or something like that. Yeah, right. And, and. Solomon Grundy type of thing, rising. The, uh, a bunch of gators. They, they thought it was a skunk ape. Yes. Uh, a, a bunch of a bunch of gators make off with this. Yeah. Like push this it aside. Being... First time I <laughs> But that was almost like an intermission or an interlude. It was just like, right. it was like here's two pages of uh, of shit that's got that seemingly has nothing to do with everything else you're reading because we're not in the city. Um, the the art is just. I mean, you when he takes the bat. To, to, to the ring rate's head. It just, you feel the speed and, and it just, it is, it's fierce. There is, there's, there's movement on the page. There's, there's anger on the page. There is, um, I mean, there's some exaggeration and, and, uh, like the dude with the, um, the, does this tattoo make me look tough? Um, who's chilling with his bunions bag? It, it's just, there is, exaggeration with the characters but it's still the uh the physics still work on the page it's like you you, oh, yeah. you just you do definitely not i mean and the um the motion lines when when the cop is uh telling his partner that uh maybe bobby's a little cuckoo it's just it uh, like why when when uh when the old man leaves the bar and, uh, and the, uh, he is met face to face with the dude who comes running up to him. He just, and he stops short right there. And, and he's just, man, I am just, I'm in love with the art. It's, the layout is fantastic. He packs so much into each panel. The coloring is amazing. I, I this is definitely a book where everybody, uh, everybody plays a part and everybody's part works so well i mean uh, arcudi's telling a pretty crazy story that i want to read more of the art sells it and and the color makes the art sing i, I this wouldn't work for me as as a black and white book or a gray tone book i just oh, I, no. I i need everything is just in it it just it all 
it all works. It's uh, and and it, it's, well, and and you know, I think uh, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I do think that although Dave Stewart is uh, synonymous, really, with the Mignola ver- verse and has his own Mignola set of of, of colors that he uses, he actually helped it. He co-designed with with Mike for all the books. That's what to give it continuity. I, I think the 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 Mignola comics have a very dark uh, tone to them, and they also have just tremendous amounts of reds in them. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if this wasn't Stewart having a little more freedom because this has far greater use of the spectrum than a typical Mignola book would have. Uh, right. He. He, um, blues and pinks and greens and. Right. He, he leavens, let's say leavens his colors with, in the Mignola verse, he mutes the colors with gray. There's not a whole lot of gray in here. Right. These, these colors are hot. And, and the, to go back to what David was saying, the, my favorite panel in the entire book, uh, is the, the, um, Bobby gets off the phone and the two, we don't even know what they are at this point. Demons. Uh, fallen angels, who knows what they are, aliens, but the, the two demons, creatures. Right? I mean, they look like demons to me, but. Yeah, the, 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 the two creatures are, are perched, one's perched on top of the, the payphone and the other one is next to him and just the, 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 the crook of the one's neck just makes us instantly, you look at the, the, the angle that this thing's head is tilted and you're, you're thinking, this is not a, a sane creature. It's pretty, it's, it's, Bug fuck crazy, and even the eyes—they they look like chameleon eyes. They're going in different directions, like Homer Simpson's. Uh, the I, whenever I see a creature like this, I try and look at the anatomy and say, "Well, what would this do?" And I have no idea with those banana-shaped appendages running all the way down its 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 flank. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what right. the they hell? Open up or they right? Are they right? Yeah. Are they teeth? Do they capture yeah. prey? Are they? It's it just and. It's it's a, there's a, every panel of this thing is like a hook. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know more. The 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 I'll call him the smarter demon. His horns are lopsided. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Like it just it just says like this creature evolved or or, or um, matured that something was off a bit and one one horn grew faster than the other. It just it's it's a small detail, but in the in the grand scheme of things, it just it makes it just so much more believable. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I um I and I love I love the way I'm sorry no. I love the way the the small creatures wing stops that angle from taking your eye out of the panel of the big creature's wing in the background. If he didn't put that small wing there, your eye would just went whoop right off the panel. Would have followed that line right off. But it doesn't. It stops it with the little wing. It's just great design. I think you're which, right. Which little wing? Which which page? The the panel that I was talking about on top of the payphone with the the two demons and, and Bobby we see his back with the sword on it. Uh, oh yes, so yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the angle. It's just, it works. Yeah. The whole panel, just, your, your eye is just completely going around and around that panel. You follow the, the arc of the creature with the banana appendages up and you read the word balloon and you follow the wings down into the payphone. It's just, it's a circular pattern. It's beautiful. I, um, I, I don't think, um, who did you think, or who do you say the uh, the, the cat is possessed by? 
it's the either spirit one of the, the scarecrow thing. I right. I don't think so. Okay. Because the scarecrow thing shows up at the end. True. I think I, I think it might be Mr. Coogan. Because, well, how because do we, no, Mr. no, no, no. It happens too early. How do we know he's dead? We don't. He's not there. He's not when when because Bobby goes to call the cops. When he comes back to the room, when the cops show up, there, there's nobody else. The the straw thing is there. Mm. There's there's no blood. There's no body. So Mr. Coogan obviously knows something because of the symbols he scrawled on on the napkin. And and the last thing he says before Bobby leaves the room is is that it hurts because he's clutching his arm. Um, I uh, I. I, I think I, I don't know where Mr. Coogan went. And and next page we we were introduced to the old woman and her cats. And 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 the cat jump kind of jumps out the window because uh, Mr. Um, Mr. Bildad is is following whatever catches his fancy, which I think might have something to do with Mr. Coogan. I don't. I mean, it it makes. It would make sense because of the eyes and, and just from other stories we, we, we've read that it might be an evil entity in, inside this cat. Not that Mr. Cogan can't be evil, but because, uh, the swordsman shows up again at the end of the issue. Um, I, I don't know. I, it, it, it's hard for me to follow that it would be that here he is sprawled out, head lopped off on the floor of a bar. And then at the end, of the issue, um, he tells his two demon buddies that, that, that yes, we, we do want to harm Bobby. Yeah, but the, the eyes of the cat are the same color as the eyes of the demons. But I'm not, the, the, the cat obviously has a, a vertical right. pupil and they have a, a, a circle. Cause I was even going back pupil. and looking at, at Kogan's eyes and, and, uh, they, they don't give the impression that they would, that, that, that they are like the cat's eyes. So yeah, I mean, it's, we'll see. Definitely. Yeah, we'll be around to Absolutely. see. Absolutely, uh, Jason. What's what's Heron uh, pulling in per page, roughly? Uh, it's a few hundred bucks. Mm. The, the, the issue, these these pages have not been uh, listed yet. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, like the BPRD page that I bought, I think was three hundred. Huh. Um, the Conan pages are three four hundred each. Well, he's worth it. He is, and you can find his art at Felix. Lou's site, which is FelixComicArt.com. Cool. If you're so inclined. And you should be inclined. Uh, Vince, did you, I know you're not on the social media as much anymore. Did you see my, my tweet today about the, the original art? I didn't. The, uh, it is the season, <laughs> so I'm getting, we get lots of the, uh, of, of the, of the holiday cards and the like. And, uh, I walk in from work yesterday and Beth is like, well, oh, you got a card from, an art dealer. And I said, Oh, great. I said, which one? And she looks to me. She said, you're buying too much damn art. If we're getting Christmas cards from these people, she's right. She's not wrong. Smart, smart <laughs> and sexy. When you get a Christmas card from, from, from an art dealer, it means you probably spent a decent chet, much amount of cheddar that you, <laughs> if you don't want, if, if you don't want to say who it is, let us know afterwards. It was Felix. Oh, was it? No shit. That's what made me think of the story. Yeah. <laughs> so, which, and by the way, so, and that's, I think, her point, because I think Felix would probably rank a distant third among art dealers this year in terms of stuff that I bought from, so. Mm-hmm. You're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Let's see if any other art dealers are classy enough to send a Christmas card. Well, the beauty is, as you know, Vince, as an artist, 
art never drops in value. No, nope. You're right. The 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 uh, um, current darlings do. Sure. Um, in the art world, but the the uh, like stuff like um, your 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 standard pages, they're never going to drop. Like I'm not talking, you know, Banksy or some crap like that that just sells for phenomenal amounts of money. Um, but yeah, art just never really. You won't lose money buying original art. Let's just put it that way. Correct. But if you're in it to make money, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Got to be a little canny. So what else do we have? So much. But you said you had a list, long list. David hasn't given a book yet. Did I throw one out? No. Oh, Rumpel Rump was on my list, too. What? Yeah, Rumpel was Rump- on my list. It was on my list. Yeah, big, oh. big thumbs up. Yep. Huge. Um, well, we don't have to delve into it, but I just want to say, just because those who heard me talk about the second issue will probably be, probably be pleasantly relieved to hear me say that in reading Witches number three, I think it's back on track. Oh, you read it? I did. David did not. I'll read it for next week. So, yeah, we don't have to get into it, but other than to say um, I enjoyed it and I'm back on board. Okay. Can I just say one thing about it without revealing any kind of plot details at all to David? Sounds good to me. I I think Matt Hollingsworth is on to something with this coloring. Mm. The the coloring is completely captivating. It, It makes me feel like I'm drunk. That my facilities are not my own. Like I, I, I'm not in control of my, 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 uh, perceptions. It makes me, it, it, there's a surreal air to it. It makes, it's a, there's a dreamlike quality to it with this, the spatter technique that they go into detail in the back pages mm-hmm. about how they're, how they're doing it. It's, it's, it's not subtle at all, but I think it's incredibly effective where you're going through the the events of of the 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 both past and present in in the lives of these characters and you see this this spatter and the spackle and just just uh, overlaid on the on the events and it just it just it makes me stop and I have to question like what the fuck is going on here it's it's like a dream like it's a, it's a hallucination really like like a fever dream you're going through this book and all these colors smack you in the side of the head and it 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 completely spins you around like you don't know what's real what's not i think that's what they want you to feel right i think so but i won't go into any more detail because david didn't read it but i i will say the color uh technique that hollingsworth is employing in this book is just really really Amazing, and uh, it's so simple to do if you if you do Photoshop. But it's they're not uh, it's not overly digital. They're they're he's creating the spatter with real world uh, paint and and inks, and then they're doing stuff in Photoshop later. But the because uh, I was looking for similarities between the spatter as if they cloned or duplicated uh, certain blobs, and I, I really couldn't find that many. So it's it's real world material, but it's just amazing. It's just uh, it's a nightmare. It's it's a, a veritable nightmare, and I, and I love this book. Oh. But we'll get into the details next time. Yes, we will. I shall read it. Um, one thing I did read. Speaking of image, uh, I am caught up on Copperhead. Read the fourth issue, and as great as the issue was I keep thinking about, I keep going back to this exchange between two characters 
Yeah, it, where, um, which, but we also, it, it serves a purpose because we are also getting some backstory on our new sheriff and, uh, and the, uh, there's a, um, Benjamin Hickory who, um, basically doesn't appreciate how he was, uh, talked to by the sheriff and, um, he decides to make some phone calls and find out. Asshole. Yeah. He, he wants to know what it is that she did to deserve such a horrible um job in in taking the the position on on this planet and if there's any way that uh, he can maybe make that happen again so that she leaves because she's kind of um it looks like she's she might have they might bump heads later on and so so hickory puts this call into a uh to lieutenant ford and uh Basically tells him in, uh, in so many words that, uh, well, we find out what kind of set it off so, so that, uh, so that the sheriff ends up where she ends up. Uh, but at the same time, letting the, um, letting Mr. Hickory know that, uh, it won't end well for him if, if he pursues this avenue and, and it's, uh, and also kind of puts him in his place. I mean, the way the, uh, the art, the way, um, um, Gondlewski just draws the, the fat tycoon's face from where, where <laughs> he thinks he's, he, he, he's got an ace in the hole and, and, and he's going to come out on top and he's going to show this, this, this hussy who's boss. Uh, and then when the lieutenant who used to partner with, uh, with Clara, and, uh, and, and considering what happened between Ford and Clara, you would think that maybe he'd be willing to kind of give up some info on her. But, uh, no, I, I guess, um, I guess when, uh, there's some loyalty there is it, it, basically what I'm getting at. But, uh, yeah, the way, the way the tycoon looks when, when he, he's, uh, told basically to sit down and shut up again for the second time um that uh he's not happy but and then we continue with the rest of of the story that's been going on and and clara's going to look for Artie. um she's getting lip from her son and um and the drunk doctor is um making some moves but it it's a uh and oh and speaking of of backstories we're we're finding more about boo so Excuse me, I think the um the fourth issue is uh probably my favorite yet. It's Yeah. It's it it's an anchor issue because the 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 story doesn't get moved it doesn't progress all that much from from, from last issue, right. but we get a ton of information about the main characters. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. I love the I love these issues that, that do this. Um the, when you were talking about, uh, the, the, the mine owner, he reminds me of Boss Hawk. He really does. Right. Yeah, yeah. Totally. He, yeah, he, he does. Uh, what was that guy's, um, Sorrel Book? Oh, yeah, yeah, his, yeah. His, his name is Sorrel Book. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, and, and he's so arrogant. And when, when, when the, uh, the guy tells him, like, you know, you wouldn't know anybody in the town <laughs> like that, the, the mouth is drawn extremely small. <laughs> Look at the panel when he when he gets his come up. His mouth is like barely there. Like he's so big. 
But no, I think it's a great issue too. I, I loved it. I, it's my favorite as well. And the way they, uh, the way we flash back to, um, Boo back during the war and, and because it, it mar- parallels what he's doing right now and it, mm-hmm. and it's, um, and we don't, you know, we don't have a page full of flashbacks. It's, it's happening in concert and, and it just, the way it works, the, the, the lighter colors on the panels and, right. uh, obviously the change in, in wardrobe, but, it just, it absolutely works and, and it just, as many panels as, as, as he can cram on the page. And in that last page, when, uh, when I guess, well, I, I don't want to spoil it, but it, it's the, the last page with Boo at least. And then, uh, and then we, which, I mean, after I, I see that and I, I think that the, the issue could have probably ended right there. And, but we go back to Clara's mission and, um, and it didn't, I mean, it doesn't hurt the, the flow or anything. I just, I think the, um, ending it on, uh, on Boo would have been a stronger, holy shit. And, and I need the next issue now moment, but, yeah. um, I, I thought the issue was great. When you were talking about the, the flashbacks with, with Boo, and the different coloring techniques to indicate that the the panel you are currently uh looking at is a flashback that's there's one thing about which is number 3 that if you're not um if you don't think about the character's condition you're going to be totally lost oh. in one section because there there's a flashback in which is 3 and the only way you know it's a flashback is because Lucy's walking and it, and it's there's oh, no wavy yeah. there's no wavy line between panels like the present is on the top of the page and then the immediate next panel is the past and the only way to, that you can discern that is Lucy's not walking or she is walking she's not in the wheelchair and i thought that was pretty smart it's it's extremely subtle and it may confuse some people right. but uh, no different coloring at all in the panels whereas in copperhead there's there's no question that you know you have two different time frames going on here yeah you're right it was a great issue i think zach is going to be problem zeke yeah uh is his name zeke or zach zeke oh why do i have zach written down because maybe because i'm thinking of my boo i'm thinking of my boo that's right yeah no but i i think the kid's going to be a problem yeah because i especially when i mean you know mom's got a job to do and i get it he's a kid but you know I sure already saved your life and and you don't want to see any harm come to him but I mean it it's still your mom's got a job to do I hope you don't find him whatever kid the design for Boo still still stuns me I love it I love it yeah I love it yeah there's so much that that they'll go it's not funny it's awesome it yeah but it's not cute and cuddly right. but it all it almost and is. I think this is the first time I noticed his feet they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're more ape like they're, they're they're like they're like hands so it's um. The sequence with the doctor was funny. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Like it, you just might as well just paint coward on his forehead. <laughs> but he's like, well, he, he wants to, you know, he's like, he can't, he doesn't want to mess up the crime scene. So I'm just gonna hang back. That's right. You, you go, lean back, <laughs> lean back. Great issue. And again, hot colors. This and uh, Rumble. It, it's almost the same palette. Uh, I think the colors in Rumble, Rumble are a little hotter. But um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of pinks and purples and 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 you know really high. Greens and blues on Copperhead. 
Yeah, but I mean the 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 value of the colors are really high if you were looking at a a color scale. Whereas you know it's not witches where there is pretty some some high colors in there, but you get your your, your muddies in there. I, it's nice to to be able to have a a, um, a nice variation. I agree. It's not it's not your standard palette. This is remember true. when. When Marvel used the same damn palette, because they had to cut the Rupert back then, <laughs> there, there was only so many colors they could use. And, uh, yeah. Uh, why is it yellow sky? I've never seen a yellow sky. Well, in the Marvel Universe, sometimes that happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just covered everything I read. Really? It was a light week for you, huh? Wow. No. No, 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 no. I, I read some stuff that I didn't really finish. Um, I know for a fact that David has not finished this, but um, I read me some Undertow, Volume 1. Oh, yeah. The Boatman's Call. Uh, we've talked about, I think we talked about the first issue when I got smacked down for jumping the gun by, by yeah. <laughs> putting, the, putting the preview oh, images. That was some bitch. The art just floored me on this. Written by Steve Orlando, art and covers by Artyom Trakhanov, and Thomas Marr did the lettering and design. And uh, I, I won't talk about the story at all because, like I said, David hasn't finished it. But um, Trakhanov's art, oh, it, it does good things to my heart, my soul. <laughs> to, to look at this man's art, it's just incredible, and it's so it's so unique and distinctive, like. Name another artist currently working in the biz that draws like this. It's not easy to do. No, it is. Because I'm trying to think of uh, a comparable, uh, an artist comparable to, to Trakhanov, and I can't think of one. His anatomy is totally unique. His 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 facial features, the way he draws the undersea world, the way he draws the 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 the, uh, the, the world we air breathers uh inhabit it's just amazing just totally idiosyncratic um art uh the the there's a sequence later on in the book where the there's a mammoth hunt let's just put it that way mm-hmm. and it's amazing it's just so beautifully drawn uh switches it up and i was looking at some of his original art a, a lot of the stuff is is laid on like his backgrounds are digital right and he'll lay them in, which is is kind of cool that he he has the 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 sense to do the the actual characters traditionally, and like the coloring and the some of the background effects are digital. That's smart because I, I got to be honest, a lot of these pages I'm looking at and I'm thinking, man, I'd love to see what that line art looks like without all of these effects. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just for a minute, but because the, the the complete package is very cohesive, it's gorgeous, and. uh I, I went through the trade twice, and new things pop up in the story. Let's not slight the story. Steve Orlando did a great job. Um, I fear for the book, though. You I, mean I, in terms of seeing a resolution to this to this storyline okay. because it, it it there's no closure at the. I mean, it's not a massive cliffhanger, but some of the the uh, the pursuits uh, these characters' pursuits are not mm-hmm, fulfilled mm-hmm. at the end of the first trade. And I don't know. I, I I don't think it sold gangbusters, but the here's what you do: you buy this trade, let them know you want to read it, and I'm sure it will be continued. There's a plan, right? Because uh, of all the things I've seen from Image this year, this book sticks in my mind as being the most unique and the most in, 
I, should I say most enjoyable? Uh, yeah, if it's the most unique, that speaks volumes to me. And it's really well done unique. And I think you should invest in this. It was only, um, was it $14.99 for the first trade? And you get six issues? Bunch of back matter, it's bunch of covers. No, it's a really great trade. Um, but it's an odd duck. It doesn't look like anything out there. It doesn't read like anything out there. Um, it's, it's undersea pulp. Let's just put it that way. And it's great yeah, shit. That's good. That's good. Yeah. How about that? I love it. The cover just mes- mesmerizes me. I've been looking at it for like days thinking, how can I, how can I crib this guy's style and not get called out on it? Fool. <laughs> 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 so there you go. I got other stuff, but I want to hear some, some more from you. Um, I'll, uh, well, I was talking about it when we, connected so i'll i'll um before i get back to another image book i read um spider-man and the x-men which isn't when you hear about it at first you might just think that oh it's it's a team-up book or it's spider-man and the uncanny x-men or um or just the x-men you 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 realize and you can look at the cover and realize it, but you, you, you do get the impression. You, you realize that it's, it's, um, the, the spinoff of the Wolverine and the X-Men book where it's, it's, it's the, the X-Men are the X-Men that are involved with the school. And, um, and I, I haven't finished yet the, uh, Jason Latour written, um, Wolverine and the X-Men series now that Wolverine is dead. So I picked this one up just. Really? He's dead? I've heard he's dead. When did that happen? The uh um it's uh this is it's written I wanna make sure I get the name right because he he is a new I believe he's new to comics, but he's um I think works with Saturday Night Live, but um written by Elliot Kalen and uh art by Marco Fiala and it's uh Ian Herring is your colorist. Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, not Peter Parker, because they don't know who Spider-Man is. Spider-Man is going to be the special class guidance counselor at mm-hmm. the uh Jean Grey school. And um he uh he looks pretty dapper, dressed as Spider-Man, wearing a blazer because he wants to look professional for the class. Uh it is a very um it's it's not Wahaha Justice League. Funny, they're not going for that, but it is, it's a Spider-Man comic and, and more often than not, Spider-Man has a lot of humor, um, in his stories. And, and there are definitely some here, especially with these kids who, who, um, basically the school and apparently some of the faculty are, uh, have an issue with a non-mutant, um, being in the school, let alone just teaching, uh, the students here. So, um, He's getting a lot of flack from, from both sides and, um, Rockslide almost kills him, um, accidentally. Uh, there's, um, there's, he, he, he spots Toad and says, Hey, didn't I inspire you to, uh, form a super team with, with Frogman? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, you did. And, and it, it, so there's, the writer definitely has some knowledge of, of some Spidey history. And, uh, I, I think he has a good handle on, uh, most of the characters, um, 
he probably does have a good handle on Storm. It's just Storm is just an, an utter bitch in this issue. But she, she's she's uh, only in it for a um for a couple of pages, thankfully. Um, and how so? Because she, we see the first page proper. She's she's flying in with Spidey in tow. Um, and when they arrive at the school, the um, uh, Unus the Untouchable. Is, is there to, uh, uh, <laughs> just one letter off. And he, uh, so he's there to, to, to cause trouble. And, uh, so you have, um, Angel and is it Deathbird? The, uh, the, the, the Shiar chick. She's there and, uh, Firestar is there and, um, and Beast. So Spidey's there to, uh, to help put the, um, Basically end this battle, if you want to call it that, while quipping with the, um, with the faculty says that, uh, he, he's, he's tapping on Rachel's shoulder and he's like, uh, you know, we vouch for me people, you know, Phoenix, we teamed up once and Iceman, we go way back and she's like, I'm, I'm not Phoenix anymore and please stop, stop tapping me. It's, it's really irritating. And then, and then even, even Bobby's all like, yeah, no, no, Spidey, we, um, you know, it's, it's, we're, um, it just, it struck me weird that, that these, these are characters. The, the X-Men are hated and, and feared and, and, uh, are different. So people tend to be very ignorant about them, but, but here they are pretty much prejudging Spider-Man without. You know, Who's hated and feared. So yeah, you think they, they, they'd be somewhat sympathetic to the cause, but it's, it's, there's a, um, the whole reason why Spider-Man is here is because Logan Wanted him here. Um, you know, Wolverine figured Spidey would be a good fit for the school if anybody could could teach him about you know power and responsibility and 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 being awkward and and those teenage years. Then uh, Spidey would be a good fit. Um, but there's a reason why that's not the only uh, reason why Spidey is here. There's um, he's he's yeah. kind of on a mission yeah and I, I won't i won't spoil it for the people out there so it's, it, it's it's a fairly new issue um i'll tell you after Vince, but it it's uh so he's he's somewhat on a mission and and it's uh we'll see how that goes but it it, it ends with a cliffhanger um the uh uh i i enjoyed it i um uh, i really i didn't know what to expect going in and uh it this isn't your Spider-Verse Spider-Man. It is not connected to that. It's, it's, um, it's, it's a Spider-Man book with Spider-Man in the world of, um, of mutants. They go on a field trip to the, uh, to the museum and, uh, which seems kind of awkward. So, I mean, you just, you read this and, and it's hard to believe that this, this could be the same universe or the same character that's dealing with something in Spider-Verse or, um, or, or it just, it, it's a nice break, I guess, from, from some of the heavier things going on elsewhere in the Marvel universe. I, I appreciate it. I, I, and I recommend it. I thought, uh, and it looks great. I'm, I'm not familiar with the artist, but it is, um, it's, it's a good book. It doesn't, it looks a little bit like a, a grown up Marvel adventures book where it's not, it, it's mm-hmm. not. The, uh, toned down or, or broad black lines that, that you would see in those issues. There's still a lot of detail here. There's still, um, it's, it's really well thought out. Um, 
the action scenes, the fights are, are easy to follow. Um, but it's mostly, I'm, I'm enjoying it mostly for Spider-Man because I'm, I, I like seeing him in a different, um, just a different environment. He's not used to this. I mean, yeah, he is a teacher. He has taught and, and he's, he, he's good at that. Um, but he's a little bit out of his comfort zone as far as who he's teaching. And, and these are kind of like the trouble kids. There's, there's even a breakfast club reference. They, it's, it's pretty witty. It, I, I thought that the, a lot of the writing was, was clever. So I, I, I would recommend it. I think Logan made a good call. I do too. I mean, what would you rather have? Peter Parker or the, the, the bald guy in the wheelchair <laughs> who has, who has, who has made many, many mistakes. I mean, Peter has made his share of mistakes. Yes. But not to the degree of, of Charles. Right. Charles, Charles had, has messed up many times. Uh, and he's dead. And he's dead. <laughs> in, 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 in quotes, in quotes. But, um, speaking of Hank McCoy, remember what we said a long time ago, uh, that, uh, when Hank brought the original X-Men through the time stream into the present Marvel universe, that there will be a comeuppance for Mr. McCoy? Yes. Did you see what is on the table for the X universe in the future? No. The trial of Hank McCoy. <laughs> yes. Well, he has it coming. Yep. Well, he sure has it coming because he did something that was incredibly stupid. Yes. And uh, well intentioned. He's Marvel's. Yes, he's Marvel's version of the book smart guy with no common sense. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Might sound good. I in swear theory. to Christ, if I never see the one antelope horned version of Hank ever again it'll be <laughs> oh come on you didn't like him in sword either did you who did oh I did I did me come on I loved him in sword he likes oh, stop it <laughs> I I just like him because you do oh god <laughs> oh that's funny Scott Sanders but, David, I am going to buy Steve that. Sanders, uh, Steve Sanders, right? Steve Sanders, yeah. yeah. I put it off for a week because um, I didn't get to the shop last week because of the weather. But uh, I will be there tomorrow, and I'm going to grab that. I think you'll dig it. Oh, I'm sure I will. Anything with Peter in is okay with That's me. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Did you all read uh, Southern Bastards number six? No, shit, no. Come on, son. I, Dude, I no, didn't. because I was uh, – you know why? How much can we read? It's, it's, Dude, you used really? to read 50 comics a week. You've mentioned three. Yeah, you know what? But you know what, though? You have to mention when if, if you go at a pretty good clip and you read like 10 to 12 comics a week, that's or, or in a couple of days, that's awesome. But then you read an issue of Secret Wars 2 and all of that. Comes <laughs> because that is like a dozen comics in, in, in fucking 20 pages. He yeah, is, we got to get this Secret Wars episode out of the way so that we can move on. We do. Be, and... I think if if it was just gonna be Secret Wars, we'd have a great fucking time. But now that Secret Wars two is involved, and I'm reading, nah, the see, I, dis- I disagree, it's- and I don't want to spoil the episode. But I, I, I'm having a ball rereading. I had a ball rereading Secret Wars two. I I'm having a ball reading the crossovers because I'm remembering so much of. Oh yeah, this is what Captain America was doing then, and this is oh yeah, these two issues of Spidey, and and I. I haven't read a Ron Friends drawn Spider-Man issue in, in in a long time, so I'm enjoying the trip down memory lane as far as that goes. But um, I am just not. If if you just read the, like I'm up to the, I'm about to start the, I think maybe third issue, and 
No, yes, I'm about to start the third issue, and it's just so. I well, I'll I'll save it. it it's gotta it's, save it, dude. It's so fucking hard. No, so hard. It's, it's so good. Oh god, no! The first one was good. First one. Was so um, I saw the price of the box set. No. Oh, how much? Yeah. Five hundred bucks. That's it. Five hundred retail. Retail five hundred. Oh, I want it then. Oh, that about three hundred, three hundred DCBS. Oh, I would assume, well, yeah. Well, probably forty percent off, right? Yeah. See if we, that would be nice, that wouldn't would it? Be sweet. If it's three hundred, I'm on it like a bonnet. Fuck yeah. nice. Faux shome. That amazes me because I know for a fact you probably have all those oh, issues I do. too. Yeah, it's all good. Watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for the third time this weekend. Nice. Mm-hmm. Always good. My wife's first time seeing it. Oh, that's What'd right. She, she loved it. Of course she did. Nice. She's a smart one. great. Smart and sexy. I said it twice this yes, episode. That's true. A line. Can't argue you that. You know what? I, I uh, picked up the breadcrumbs you left, and I read Lazarus. I read both trades. Uh, no, not both. The first and second trades. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. It I, is, I think right? They really, yeah, okay, they've got something. The Carlisles are a bunch of dicks. Oh well, yeah. But, but um, the 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 scene where she goes to meet the other um, uh, augmented character mm-hmm. and and she that that was brilliantly done. Well, the other Lazarus, you mean? Yeah, the other Lazarus. Yeah, and and you could see the attraction between them, but they're like, nah, this would never work. Oh, they wanted to fuck for sure. Oh, for real? Yeah. Uh, but Michael Lark, wow. I, I I usually don't like um this level of realism right, in, in, right. in my comics, but I think he pulls it off very nicely. Yeah. And and it's it's funny because you talk about Lark and then I think of uh I think of Daredevil in collaboration with Bendis and then I think of Malev. Right. And, uh Malev managed to do something I thought was impossible, which is Make a BPRD Hellboy book, something I don't want to read any more of. You didn't like that. Oh, huh? you did? I can't comment on that right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's an odd. How, how's that for judicious? I, I didn't care for that. Thank either. you. Okay. Yeah. Keep it real, dude. I know. I, I did, uh, I reread, I had fallen so far behind that I started over with Manhattan Projects. Oh, I need to. Oh, I was going to do that too. And you know what? I was going through my books. Mm-hmm. I found East of West Volume One, Two, and Three. Oh, well, you need. I, I've re- I've read East of West twice now. Oh. I, I got to get on. Oh it. yeah, you do. Pitara's art is so good, and it hurts my heart that I don't own any of it. But it also hurts my heart that how much it costs. <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah. you own Pitara art? No, no, no. He he was cool enough to draw on the jam piece, but I mean a page of his. I don't. I don't know. You don't have a page of Manhattan Projects. I thought. No, 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 no. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You know, Give me a uh, I'm, I'm confusing. He, he said, Vince said East of West. I meant Regatta. Sorry. Okay. Yes, yes. No. I know. Yeah. I, I own. I own a Patara Manhattan Projects page, which I love. And in fact, um, he Patara is actually calling on the comic art fans and offered to buy the page back from me because he's upset that he sold it to me. <laughs> but no, no, no. Patara art I own. Uh, I'm talking about Regatta. Regatta. Yeah. My Nick's. My Nick's. My my Hickman Nick partner is confused. Vince veered me when he said the East of West. No, the, I look at the East of West and I think how unbelievably much I love that art, but yes. 
he does it all digitally except for the covers, so that's the unfortunate thing. So what did you say to, to um Dragata when he asked you, you to buy the page? Or Pitar when he asked you to buy the page pack. No, I just I said that's nice I said that's that's good to know, but I'm glad I got it from <laughs> you before you before you change your mind. <laughs> that's so, awesome. Yeah. In a in a sense. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did that's basically what I thought. It's beautiful. Uh, but but no, so Manhattan Projects I reread the um I have the issues, but I also then double dipped with the uh hardcover. Um, which reprints, I think the first 12 issues, I, I should have mm-hmm. looked before we recorded, but, but, uh, I, I started over and reread it and it's so damn good. There's so many little nuances and complexities to that story. Um, each of the characters is, is, is just wild and distinctive. It's like, um, the characterization is like chew on with a serious tip. Like it's, it's crazy and zany, but it's ominous. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's not, it, it, there is some humor in it, but it's dark humor. It's 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 the dark recesses of the human condition. All right, I'm gonna have to read that. Mm, I've been I've, I've been holding off for too long. I, I have them. I've just never gotten around to reading them. Oh, it's it's great. I mean, you've got Einstein, who's to, to mention hopping Einstein, and you've got uh, you've got Feynman, and you got it's it's just great. I mean, I just you got Fermi, who's an alien. You've got it's just every one of them is just spent. It's great. So. Ah, silly me. What was I thinking? Mm-hmm. You weren't. I feel like all I ever talk about is image in Marvel anymore. I gotta read a DC book. I gotta pull out some Vertigo books or something to read. I actually have the latest Fables trade sitting in my bag to read, but I just haven't. I didn't get a chance to read it yet this week. Oh, we could tag team on that if you That's want. Cool. Oh, good. Speaking um, of Fables, well, I will say a quick shout out. Um, I was a huge fan of the uh, Walking Dead. Um, Video games for the iPad, the uh, Tell by Telltale, right? And they have rec- recently finished the. Um, there's another Telltale game called A Wolf Among Us, which is uh, set in the Fables world. No way! Yeah, and uh, and I I downloaded it uh, last week, and I've played through the first two of five chapters, and it's freaking awesome, man! You get to be Bigby, you're Bigby, and there is a fable was murdered. And so he sets about to try and solve the murder. It's awesome. Oh, I'm going to have to look at that. Oh, up. it's neat. It's really neat. If anyone that's familiar at all with the Walking Dead Telltale, it's the exact same interface and engine. So um, playing it is, from a mechanical standpoint is exactly the same as that, only you're set in the Fables world. So um, it's great. And there's 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 little Easter eggs. There's um there's like a, a one one. One little spot where he's he's looking on you look on the wall and it says uh you know Leolola right like Steve Leolola and there's just oh, nice. all little 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 sight gags and stuff um and the and the characters are rendered to be very evocative of uh of Buckingham's look which is great so having a lot of fun with it and and what platform I, I'm, I'm assuming that it's all yeah I'm on the, I'm using it iOS I, I I'm pretty sure it's it it sold well it I'm pretty sure it was a PC game originally. And a download and did really well on that platform. And then they've, I don't know how long it's been out on the iOS, uh, but, but I just recently discovered it. I think I discovered it because, um, iTunes put out their best of stuff on the store and I happen to be browsing and I think this is one of their best of. So I downloaded it because it's complete now. It, you know, you, you can buy it by chapter or if you wait right. for these things to finish, it's usually a five chapter game. You can buy the all five chapters all at once for a discount, which is what I did. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's been a blast. I mean, um, 
beauty is 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 working nights as a um as a receptionist at a at a horror motel uh beast thinks at one point that i'm fucking beast a beauty because he catches us talking in the hotel and then he fights and so i have to fight beast even though he's my boy um there's a golem that you have to beat the living hell out of at one point uh there's there's cool. there's troll hookers that, oh nice yep there's uh well they are under the bridge yep there's uh there's uh uh bluebeard snow white all the you know there's there's all lots of very very cool stuff going on and it's it's a it's a detective mystery a who done it so um, mm. and it's a choose your own adventure just like with walking dead so your choices affect the outplay you know the gameplay in terms of who who done it who you pursue who you accuse the clues you track down uh it's it's great it's a lot of fun uh the current uh issues of fables are killing me each one has a backup called the last insert character here story, like the last Snow White story, the last oh. Rose Red. Oh, it's killing me! It's so hard to read, knowing that this series is going to end soon. I know, I know. It's weird. It's 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 one of those books that's been with me in a big way for essentially the entirety of our time doing this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will definitely miss it. And I think we both, we've talked about this on the show before, but, but I think after the original arc was over, there was a, a bit of a natural letdown and digestion period. Um, not to say, I, I think the Mr. Black stuff would have, in and of, it, on its own would have, would have read really well, but I think because it was following on such a long, the original story, um, it, it felt a little anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know that it's even fair that it felt that way, but I think it certainly did feel that way for most of us that read it. Um, and, and, but now that they've gotten beyond that, it's, it's, I've, I've thought it's been as good as it's ever been. Yep. I think it floundered for a little while too, but for me, the, the hook was always Buckingham. Yeah. E- even though the, the storyline wasn't as compelling as that first long arc, uh, the visuals were always on point. Every issue. Mm-hmm. Yep. No diggity. And you know who else is on point? Discount Comic Book Service. For real. Discount Comic Book Service, where you can get your books and get them fast and get them delivered right to your door for a fraction of what you're going to pay at the uh, brick and mortar stores. For example, Dark Horse Richard Corbin, Rat Guard number one, one ninety nine. Image Spawn Resurrection number one, dollar forty nine. Marvel, Spider-Gwen, number one, $1.99. And do not forget about the Valiant First Look book, where you can get that at uh, Comixology, Comics Plus, Made Fire, and DriveThroughComics.com. And if you haven't bought the Valiant number one yet, I don't want to know you, because it, it, it's so excellent. Um, in your travels, this is a book uh, to which I awarded the best new series in the 11 O'Clockers last year. Huh. Do you remember? Remember what it was? For which category? Best new series. <sighs> was it Undertale? Mm. I do not remember. Oh, 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 Profit. No, mm. no. Close, close. Um, 
written by Frank Barbieri. Ah, uh, Five Ghosts. Yes. Most of the art was by Chris Mooneyham. One issue You can also here. get Five Ghosts art from Felix at Felix yes. Comic Art. Really? Uh, most of the art was done by Chris Mooneyham. There's one issue done by Gary Brown, and it's awesome. It's the, uh, it, uh, details the story of the Masa Mooney sword, where the two brothers, Masa and Mune, they, uh, they're swordsmiths, and they craft this, uh, this ultimate weapon, the finest sword ever created, but, uh, they made a deal with a demon, and the demon imprisoned their souls in the sword. That's the first story. Um, but it's, uh, I love the hook of Five Ghosts, where you have, uh, Fabian Gray, who's in, infused with the power of the Dreamstone, and he can call upon the abilities and, and powers of five of the greatest literary figures ever. Um, the archer, the magician, the detective, the samurai, and the vampire. Uh, we all know who they are. They don't specifically ever say who they are, but we, we know who they are. And, uh, uh, Chris Mooneyham's art, ah, it, it's, it's like Sal Basima in the modern day. I, I, I absolutely adore his art. Um, and, uh, when, when you say Dark Knight Returns, David, who do we think about inks on that? Oh, there's Klaus. Yes. It looks like, um, Basima inked by Klaus Jansen. Wow. Yeah. Have you not seen Five Ghosts? Yeah, it's amazing. But I, yeah, I just, I didn't, I, it, it, it's Jansen all the way, man. Okay. Uh, if this, if this, these issues were printed magazine size, I would think I was back in the Bronze Age reading like Marvel's Bizarre Adventures. Yeah, they definitely or, evoked that feeling. Oh yeah, it's total Bronze Age. And I love this book. Fabian Gray's a dick. Some people call him a treasure hunter. Other people call him a thief, but he's really good at what he does and he's able to augment his already formidable powers with the powers of five literary figures. It's amazing. So I read uh, Five Ghosts Volume 2, which is called Lost Coastlines. And you should get it because it is amazing. I have the first three trades. Wait, trade number three's out? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Hate when I fall behind. Yeah. When did th- Trade 3 come out? Don't know. Have them all, though. Shit. Well, get Trade 2 and 3. Because we want to see this book continue forever and ever and ever. It's 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 so good. If if you have a soft spot for the Bronze Age like I do, it it, it, it would... It's like eating a box of, of chocolate. It just makes you, you know, feel... Life just is good like all a box of chocolates. That yeah, is true. Not my life, no. No. <laughs> No, no. I, I plan ahead because I know what I'm going to get. Not I stack, a box of chocolate. I already have my reply for when David opens his his uh, gift on our, oh, our next Nice. Show. I already have my reply ready. What is it? I am very excited. I, I can't no say. Ones. That's next week, right? We do the gift. Assuming we all get our, our respective yes. gifts. Although I don't know that we have a date set for what week day we're going to record next week. But yes, that's true. Whenever we can do it, we'll do it because we, we got to have one every week. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'll be on the episode. But no, stop. Oh, that'd be a whole lot of fun. Right? <gasps> what? Hey, that's, that's now, now it's now open your oh, wait, no. Crickets. Yeah. Eat a dick right up. <laughs> Actually, no, what we'll do is we'll read off what we got, Jason. Like, oh, I think he'd love this. 
in your travels, you were finished, right, Vince? I of course oh. I am finished. Yeah. Um, you know what? I don't think we've talked about image much tonight, so I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> it's always funny when you have to tell someone it's funny. The uh, you know what? I it took me a while, but I finally finished. Um, I don't want to say finished. I I read issue 23 a while ago, and tonight I finished issue 24 of uh saga about damn time yeah for real and it's um it's i'm behind but you can go into detail no no it's it's um it was very easy to kind of fall off a bit it's um because things were it just it hit a lull in the late teens yes it did and and but i think it really picked back up it has, it really has picked back up. I thought 23 was good because, um, you know, they're, they're finally waking up and, and, you know, the whole, this subplot was kind of, um, you talk about the journalists, the journalist didn't bother me. The, the, the kind the, the thing with the, the TV studio and, and the, uh, and yeah. just, and, whether or not Marco's having the affair with 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 uh, pig pixie chick, it's just it. I don't. It was girls doing the drugs. And the, you know, so I was just like, this is this this isn't what I signed up for. It's like real life, right? Yeah, I guess. As, no, I mean, like in the sense that it gets boggled down in yes, yeah, like the Actually, like the 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 rigmarole of of married life. I mean, like stress and money and support and being disconnected, and then she's. She's getting involved in things like drug addiction because she's trying to, you know what I mean? Like just, yes. just stuff that's, that's, that, that's certainly realistic, but, but not necessarily something that's all that compelling. And it right. was, and yeah, yeah and, it, and it's not like it was bogged down with it from the get go. So it just, it, it felt like a little bit that it came out of left field, but we are, it looks like we're, we're, we're getting the, the train back on the rails and, and, uh, we're moving forward where, um, things that we thought may have, um, may have been apparent in the past, not so much now, uh, as far as characters and characters who may have died. Um, I, uh, I really like the Will sister, um, and, and her sidekick, um, the uh the, the Saint Bernard that looks like Deadpool. We have uh um Dead Drool. Dead Drool. Um I the last the last page I thought was really great. There there's a dream sequence or or a um yeah there's a dream sequence involving uh <laughs> no, not, not involving not no, spoilers <laughs> involving uh involving stalk. Oh, um it was uh it it was it's, it's in my travels. So you can have a beer with it and burp and, and, uh, and just good, good, good times overall. But it was, um, it, I think I also liked it because we didn't get so much Marco and, and, and Hazel and, um, because we were kind of setting up other characters. And I, I appreciated that after coming off the, the, the family drama. So, um, yeah, still in your travels, read it catch up with it it's um it's it's drawn by 
the amazing Fiona Staples, who will be taking her talents for three issues and relaunching Archie with Mark Wade. You just, I was going to mention that. Yes. And I think that is, that's fantastic. I mean, it's, it's. And many of us were in a total panic when we heard the news because we said, what's that mean about Saga? <laughs> so she quickly clarified and said, no worries. It's not going to affect Saga schedule at all. I did. I, unless, unless Vaughn needed time off to do something and, and, you know, it just worked in their schedule where she could spend six months on something, but it's, it's only going to be the three issues and or at least to start. And, um, and yeah, but I think I, it's, you know, the, the people over at Archie, they're not, uh, they're not faking moves. They, um, yo, they are making moves. I, 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 that'd be three Archie books I'm reading on the regular. That's, that's, that's fantastic. I am, uh, I hope it takes off. Um, why won't it? Purely for selfish reasons, because I bought the Fiona Staples variant cover of Betty and Veronica. Ooh. Where she, uh, did Betty and Veronica as mermaids. Ooh. And, and I do believe that that she is. She had Tony Fleece to that cover. It, true. But I, I believe that that is the first time she drew both characters. So if this takes off, I can probably turn that around for a couple bucks. <laughs> you. Yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I mean, I think the thing about that series, at least for me, will be what happens after her four issues. Right. Yeah, who comes on with issue four and, right. and where does it, I mean, her design sense is enough where I think it, um, uh, I, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I don't think that, uh, if they dike it out, I'm all in. <laughs> I mean, Kevin Keller. No. Yeah, yeah no. there we go. This no, 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 no. I'm talking about that. I'm talking about some hot. I'm talking about diking it out. <laughs> Kevin's not hot. You, you know, they, they, they uh, some constituency. We we need some transgender Archie characters. Do we though? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, real life, bro. Seriously, Don't we already have Jughead. I mean, oh, uh, Ethel, Ethel's got a dick. I think uh, <laughs> I think Jughead travels in packs and does it from the back. Uh, we're so bad. That is not even funny. <laughs> That's a shame. So why do you think they call her Big travels. Ethel? Yeah, really. Ah, goddamn beer. Seriously. So in your travels, the first thing you need to do is take a moment, send, uh, whether it be mental, Twitter, Facebooks, email, some way, shape, or form. Figure out your way to connect to the cosmos and thank Mr. Jack Davis for an unbelievable career because he announced today that he is retiring. Yeah. Uh, at 90 years young. Good for him. He's a man who has been doing published illustration since 1936. Jesus. Yep. To put a finer point on that, he had been drawing comics for 13 years professionally by the time my father was born. I mean, that, <laughs> um, in Tip Top Comics number nine. I'd love to own that issue. I assume it's an obscenely expensive issue. Uh, but e- either way, the coolest thing about this whole thing is that at 90, he retires and he clarifies it. It's not because he can't draw anymore. It's because it's not up to the level of professionalism that he has come to expect of himself. How awesome is that? Yep. I mean, this is a dude that could bang out little sketches probably for a couple grand a piece just because he's Jack Davis and he's like, nah, son. And there is absolutely no shame in that. Oh, I know. No, that's what I'm saying. Nope. Yeah, no. That's, a, that's the way to do it. Uh 
if there's one person uh, currently breathing that can act like they've been there, it's Jack Davis. Absolutely. Because, yeah, he, he's done it all. Yep. And in your travels, um, although we've been hinting for several weeks that we're going to be dissecting in uh, great detail the, 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 the reasonably good Secret Wars and the fantastic Secret Wars 2. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, you're a dick. You are so bad. <laughs> must, <laughs> must be opposite today. Okay, really? I'm going to invite our listeners to play along with me. Um, this week, I have put in my bag the original Black Sad to reread mm. by Mrs. Mis- Juan Diaz Canales and Juanio Garnido, um, mainly because it's been a while since I've read it. And I want to reread it so that I can then go ahead and read the other, the follow-up graphic novels that have come out in the last few years, including Amarillo, which came out this couple months ago, and also the one before it. So, is there five now? No, I, because the first one has, I think, two or three has three stories in it. Yeah, and then the one from a couple of years ago, and then the one that was released this year, which I still have to get. What? There's only three. There's three collecting. Yeah, all there's that they've Dark Horse originals, hardcovers. Right, right, right. right. Oh, okay. So I am planning on if things go according to plan, and my family cooperates with me with birthday celebrations and all that, I will be reading all of the Black Sads and discussing them next week. Nice. Although we're not going to have a lot of time next week with I don't think so Christmas gifts and all that, but. But either way, uh, then then at some point in the coming weeks, I'll be discussing Black Sad. Nice, love that. Series. Oh yeah. yeah. Did you a, have you read the more recent stuff? I have the first one. You read I, Amarillo? No. Okay, so I'll be it. the first one to read Amarillo, and I'll be sticking in your face. I have it. I just like there's not enough hours in the yeah, day. It's true. It's very difficult to uh, to get it all in there, isn't it? I'm still trying to finish my picture box books. I ordered about five or six of the last books that they put out, and I, I still can't get to them. Oh, and and one other thing. Um, hmm. It is two weeks until the end of the year, and I have been woefully remiss uh, in doing anything for the 11 O'Closkers. Uh And to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a bit with the right uh, mechanism to solicit votes this year. Um, Why, Sur- Survey Monkey didn't work out. Survey Monkey was good. It was a little kludgy though. Um, and I think because, uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I likely will go back to Survey Monkey, but I haven't committed to it yet. I'm, I'm, I would ideally love to do it somewhere where, where we could just have a little, little more control over the, the structure and, and that mm. sort of thing without having to, there's a lot of manual labor even with Survey Monkey in terms of, Populating the questions and then taking the answers and putting them into a usable format. Um, but, but nevertheless, regardless, I shall persevere. Uh, I am man, hear me roar. Uh, but we will be putting up our, in some way, shape or form, stay tuned. We'll have the nomination mechanisms up. Um, and I may quote may, since we have a bit of a transition this year between balancing Facebook page and our new forums and maybe survey monkey that I also may this year allow email entries well i haven't committed to that yet so don't people people don't start sending me emails yet but i will let you all know (laughs) probably next week or the week after if emails are allowable i may use it this year just because we're getting such a late start and i feel like that may let some people participate that otherwise would wouldn't wouldn't because we're getting a late start so 
It's a big step. If um, it, rough estimate, if you if, if you take a stab at it, what is what do you think is the oldest? What has been on your regime the longest? Oof. Wow, that is a great question. Um, are you asking? Okay, well, let me clarify. Do you mean the by age of the work, or by no. age of how long I've owned it but not read it? The latter. Okay. Goodness. Uh, oh, I mean, I would say uh, the Hellboy stuff. So that's six, well, whenever seven the first years? library came out. When was that? I mean, that was, was five years ago. I was, I was about, to, yeah, that's that my, my guess. Now, you know what? That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Okay. Because now that I think about it, there, I, I own tons of back issues that I've, I've never read that I've bought over the years. Okay. That some are probably 15, 20 years old. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Why are you laughing at it? Cause I read everything. I when could. I no, no, that's the problem. I could insert any showcase or essential in there. Like I have, oh, sure. yeah, yeah. I have the essentials going back to the the original ugly design, right. and I I haven't read them. I I haven't finished the the the, the man thing essential. I have, but the the reason I ask is because oh, I was seriously. I know I know um, is because I am finally going to sit down and. Read. I won these on eBay, and I'm going to finally sit down and read the um, the Loeb sale Batman, uh, Dark Victory, and, and Long Halloween. And that, that's I, interesting because I've never read those either, and those are two of the few absolutes that I don't own because I haven't read them, so I don't know if it's worth owning the absolutes. I I won these on eBay over a decade ago before I left before we moved into this house. When I still lived in Tarrytown. So that is, um, that's, yeah, that's, uh, at least 2003, maybe. Mm-hmm. Can I com, can I comment? Sure. Long Halloween is terrible. Really? It's, it's terrible. Wow. Yeah. I think you just, they, they, they named it correctly. It's <laughs> it's way way too long, way too long. Yeah, but th- don't let my opinion cloud your judgment. You you read it and you tell me about it. Okay, because I it, I I almost I almost couldn't get through. I it. bought well one of them. One of them takes place after after year one because of that I know I think Falcone plays a, a part in it. But um, I I won those two after I bought. Catwoman went in Rome as they were coming out and I still haven't read that. And I, I mean, I bought those as they were coming out and I just put them off to the side because I wanted to read the other two. I want them and I just, I still haven't read them. So it's, um, yeah. when in Rome is caviar and long Halloween is, uh, craft macaroni and cheese. And what about the dark victory? Oh, I like that. I thought it was good. Yeah. It was decent. Um, not dark Knight returns levels. But it's it's okay. I, I enjoyed it. But uh, Long Halloween, man, it took. I, I don't even think I finished is that it. Even, is that the first one? Is that the reading order? I, need, I, I put them. Uh, let's see. It's. Um, come on. Thunka, 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 thunka. Uh, Long Halloween is first because that came out in '96, and then Dark Victory came out in '99. Right. Right. 
I'm I'm guessing that you're gonna enjoy Dark Victory, but I I'm hoping you like Long Halloween too. Oh, we'll see if I get through it. But okay, all right. Yeah, no, you will. Yeah, you you love Gotham. <laughs> I love how you say that with disdain. Right? Not a place I like to visit. I'm sorry. God, I would love for I, someone I, to pull the way back machine though and play your views on Gotham and Batman from just a few years ago. Yeah, well, sorry. Luckily we can't. Those are lost forever. People change. You know People what? You, we, I wanted to comment before about when you were saying uh, we should read more DC books. The only DC book that I'm buying is Lobo. Just got canceled. See, now I don't... Oh, I, right, Lobo. I, I forgot about now, Lobo. Now, now, are these actually being canceled or is this an Age of Apocalypse type thing where they're just going away during well, conventions? I don't know. I'm yeah, just saying. I was going to say... The, 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 the news uh, blurb was Infinity Man and the Forever People has been canceled. Right. But I, I, I people were all like, oh, my God, 13D. And I'm like, dude, guys, it's ain't our first rodeo. They've got a <laughs> mini moving event going on. They're canceling books with quotes canceling. Half of the, I mean, more than half of these are going to relaunch in some capacity right away. Right. I mean, it's like they're canceled for one previews. You're going to get next preview and you'll see 10 new DC books. <laughs> I will say that trimming the uh, Lantern universe is a really good thing at this point. You know, I feel like I haven't read Lantern, any Lantern stuff in so long, but I, I from some of our more DC-centric podcast friends, I feel like uh, it's well since bounced back from the Jeff, the post-Jeff Johns lull. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people have been digging a lot of what's going on. So mm. that may be something that uh, in the 2015 con season I looked to grab a few – few collected editions or single issue packs as it were um because i i it's one of the sets of, subsets of the dc universe i've always quite enjoyed but i just got burnt out after the whole epic multi-year johns run that it just Shit. got away from me i mean yeah. i'm enjoying sinestro i haven't read the godhead issue uh. but i i mean those first six issues and and the futures in i enjoyed sinestro a lot yeah sinestro is good and and yeah, and I have to, um, I have a couple issues with Teen Titans and, and, uh, I have two and three of Lobo and I may stick with Deathstroke for another issue or two. I'm sticking with Lobo. I, I gave it a, I, the second issue was not very good, but it, it bounced back big time with issue three. I'm out on both. Tap out. Really? Yeah. yeah. Go on, and, go on, and, go on. and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll read. Yeah, I'll I'll see if this um this end game storyline in, in Batman keeps moving at a good clip. So we'll 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 see, you know. I just I'm not it's it's not it's not sight unseen, it's not like a blanket statement like oh no, fuck this. It's just I I enjoy I just I read what I like and, and sometimes what they're doing over there isn't always exciting there. Oh my god, I thought- can I just tell you something? <laughs> this is fucking oh my God. awesome. What's that? Anthony's Anthony Schneider, the art dealer. Oh, yeah, he just listed a cover to Marvel Age War Machine fanzine from 1994, signed signed by the artist Gordon Gecko. Gabriel Gecko. Yep. Nice. How much? Well, that's the rub. Oh. Two G's. <gasps> yeah, see, he knows. Holy shit! 
But I love it. There's even, I, oh man, next time he comes on, we're gonna, you gotta look at this. He signed it gecko and he drew it like a gecko. His signature <laughs> is, is lizard-esque. No class, man. What is uh, with him? Why didn't he just do a piece of curled parchment? Bob Wycheck also. <laughs> nice with the Wycheck. Let's just, Gabriel has very much transcended we, we that the shit out of the Kinski trade when it came out two, three weeks ago. So. Because he's awesome. Of course. Yeah, but we all, I mean, we all have humble beginnings, right? Where you don't hit the ground running in, as far as well, our, you got Oh, yeah, as far as our, speak for itself. Yeah. Right? It's, Come on. Come on, son. I was like fucking the roadrunner at birth. <laughs> Shut out of Tap that ass. <laughs> uh, what do I want to talk about? Is it time to leave? It is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I had something to say and I can't remember what it was. I hate when that happens. This is the last episode I'll be doing in my thirties. <laughs> oh. Dude, it only gets better. It does. They say. Oh, I know what I want to say. David, I thought about you today. Of course you did. Why? No, I mean more you than you. No, from social media, but. Right? I had. And you were touching it? I had to take. <laughs> That's the tip. <laughs> you had to what? I, I had to take the pup to the, to the, to the vet. Oh. Oh, okay. nah, just now it's all not funny and shit. <laughs> no, no, just for a checkup. He was, he's having some problem with his eye. The, the other dog bit him in the, in the Oof. eye and it was like, see, he just irritated his eye. No, big deal. no, he was squinting like Popeye for a day. Mm. And, uh, I'm looking, I'm, I'm in the office and we're, we're in the, the, the examination room and I look on the wall and it says, dogs will accept you as the boss. Cats want to see your resume first. <laughs> And I'm thinking that is total David Price. Yeah, here that, that, thank you for listening uh, yet again. If you would like to join us next week, you can find this the next one of these, the same place you found this one of these. And we thank you for for being here during this mess mm-hmm. because we love you so much. David loves you. Uh, mm-hmm. Join us. Join us next week for our holiday episode. Yes. Well, hi. Say goodnight, David. Good night, David. Good night, David. And if you're so inclined, please leave us an iTunes review. We we love those. Come to our forum. Where? Eleven o'clockcomics.com. Because we we need we need some guys to, to comment on the recent episodes because the, the regulars have been slacking off. We also Damn could them. use uh Facebook posts. Oh yes, we love Eleven those. O'clock Comics Facebook group. Yep. We also could use iTunes reviews. Said that. Well, I, I'm, I'm, re- I'm re-saying it because people kind of tune you <laughs> out. That's right. Yeah. He talks, he talks he's, so damn much. He's telling for he's his saying, friends. He talks so damn much. And uh, I, I was going to shout out all of our Twitter handles, but honestly, Vince has gone the way of uh, of the dodo bird when it comes to Twitter. Uh, I'll go back on uh, the damn Twitter. But David is David A. Price, all one tweet handle. And I am J.B. Wood, J-A-Y, the letter B, Wood. And uh if you want to follow Vince, you're gonna be waiting for Gadot, but it's it's V I N C E B O N. Did you say waiting for Gadot? <laughs> <laughs> you're such a dick. <laughs> My dinner with Andre. What a jerk. And if you're clamoring for a last minute Christmas present. Ooh. Not for us, but for your loved ones. Oh. Well we if we're if we're your loved ones all the better, but 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 uh 
but two art dealers who I'm particularly fond of are having end of the year sales. Uh, Mr. Jason Schachter at Essential Sequential is mm. offering a 20% off coupon in the three year end, which is pretty damn good. That's a big discount. Um, he, and he's not typically one who discounts. So that's, that's a big, big doings. If you've been eyeing up a page from say, uh, Ramon Perez or, uh, Mateo Scalera or Mr. Sean Gordon Murphy or, uh, the aforementioned rep- Juan Garnido. Mm. This is your chance. Uh, and then certainly, um, also of importance is our good buddy Paolo at Cadence Comic Art is also having a holiday sale and the sale ranges from 10 to I think 30% depending on the artist. Wow. So, um, who, who reps Trakanoff? Trakanoff is represented by Court Jabot at ComicConArt.com. Mm. Love, love some of that. Damn you. So, any other artists yeah. you want to know who's repped by? <laughs> hmm. Well, the, the, the one I would kill to have a, an original art uh, piece was Richard Corbin, but he's far too expensive. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that he has a direct rep, actually. No, no, I don't think he does. But uh, you're talking big bucks, Richard Corbin. So ain't gonna happen. I just have to, you know, whatever. I'll never, I'll never own a Kirby. Who? I'll never own a Kirby, and I'll never own a Corbin. Who were you damning just now, Vince? Uh, Jesus. I don't know. I was just, I was just damning someone. You can't damn baby Jesus with eight pounds, six ounce baby Jesus. <laughs> I like I like my Jesus with t-shirt. Oh, and did we did we thank uh, Mr. Papercut this week? Who? Papercut. Why did we thank him? I'm sorry, not Papercut. Do we thank Dr. Teeth this week? Oh, for the yes. oh, we should. We should thank Papercut too. Thank yeah, you. thanks, Papercut. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Uh, more importantly, like Dr. Devin. Teeth. Yeah, De- Devin has. Uh, of course, everybody's been been. Uh, everybody knows who they. <laughs> yeah, who do you all have paired up with? Uh, get this. Uh, no, here's my, here was my plan and it worked to perfection. I love when a plan comes, comes to fruition. I specifically had Jason's second package sent to my house, not to Jason's house because I knew I would have to mail it, which means I would have to mail my gift recipient package. Oh, nice. And, and I did it last year. I was a dick. I was woefully late last year. I think my person got theirs in January. Yeah. The end that's, of January. I'm serious. That's not why you were a dick. Well, no, but still. And so this year I planned accordingly and I got both of my packages out the beginning of this week. So my person will have theirs for Christmas. Who is your person? Cellar door. Nice. And, and who, you know who has you, Vince? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. Johnny. Johnny, no prize. Steven. Yep. Oh, no way. Yep. Oh, he's awesome. awesome. And you know what? He also, package. he also sent me a Christmas card. Yes. He, which he I, did. Oh, you know what? I Shout out to him. He did send me a Christmas card as well. Thank you for reminding me. Yes. Thank you, Steve. Mm-hmm. I got, uh, we, we got his the other day and, uh, Gordy's came today. Yeah. Thank you for that too. Thank you, Gordo. I got that today oh, too. Yep. I forgot to reply to Gordo. He sent me. Don't worry. No, no, I, I got you. So David, who, Uh who are you exchanging with or who do you Uh get from and who you give to? I, I get from Mr. Pat Moleman and, uh, he was, um, he could give you paper. He, 
<laughs> no, no. Actually, yeah, when he, when he saw that he had me, he goes, well, like, I guess I, I'm not going to be sending this, this stack of paper I have next to me here. But, um, we were going back and forth on the PMs and, uh, um, I was throwing some ideas at him and, and I'm looking forward to it because he, he, he says he also, he also draws. So, uh, there'll be something, um, personal in there as well. So I'm, I'm stoked for that. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, the person I'm giving to, is a pain in the ass because I have to walk all the way over to the admin building to find out what Frankie wants. No, oh, you got wait, the guilt thing. Yeah, I do. So, and I'm lucky because, uh, he works next week. He works until the 24th like I do next week. So I, I at least, uh, I have a few days to, um, get everything together and, and over, head over there to give to him. And, and he's like, hey, you know, whatever the cats throw off the shelf, you can just, you know, you can throw in a box and, and, you know, it's like, whatever. Like, so he's, he's, he's really easy. And I know that there are some things that because his, um, he enjoys both, he enjoys the big two, but he, uh, I don't know why, what these two cats are talking about. They, he enjoys the big two. And, uh, even though he leans more towards, uh, DC, the poor dude. So I have some things that I'll be able to, um, Seriously. Fine form that, uh, I think he'll like. So yeah, it's, um, he won't be with, with a name like the Dildonator. What more do you need? <laughs> That's true. You're right. Um, but well, we have to keep it clean though. Cause you know, he's got the, got, got his son at home and, and, uh, I don't know how much Allegra puts up with. So, um, that's who I have. And, uh, what about you, Jason? You didn't tell us who you're getting from. Yeah. yeah did. Pat Moment. Oh, you did. You threw Mole it man. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Mole Man. Okay. Um, I am receiving from Mario. Nice. <laughs> Maybe he'll send me a cop killer badge or something. <laughs> oh my God. And, uh, I am giving to <laughs> Mr. Poser Do. Oh, nice. Cool. So, yeah. Pretty stoked. <laughs> He, he just can't let go. It's amazing. Shit. Alright, I guess we're done. <laughs> I think there's Chilling no way like to... Bob Dylan over here. Uh, I love Bob Dylan. That makes one of us. <laughs> How could you not love he Bob is, Dylan? He. Let me count the ways. Yeah, right. Uh, you want some Mandy's Bob? We'll be back here next week. We hope you join us after all this. And uh David loves you so much. Say goodnight, David. Good night, David, again. And if you're 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 uh, My God. Is it, no, if you're celebrating it, Hanukkah, have a oh, good one. Yes, enjoy. That's enjoy true. Festival of Lights. Right. See what is it, David, all night. about that nice? Oh my god, Renee cannot get enough of that goddamn song. I had to um I had to, I was looking at iTunes and Amazon to see if they both had it. And I ended up getting it at Amazon so I could just throw it in my prime library, add it to the Holodap playlist. And now the Echo plays, plays come home. You do not call it the Holodap playlist. I have, I have a bunch of different playlists. Yes, that <laughs> is the, yeah. It's the <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Cause it's not just Christmas music. So it's gotta be, you know. But yeah. Right. Peace. Tell them you love them. Mostly. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them that you always Vince loves you. I do.
It was never enough.